Hey, hey, kids, you're listening to a couple of annoyed grunt boys, and this is the 138th Simpsons podcast. Mary's rolling in her grave. I'd like to join her now. That's right. It's the Simpsons podcast. that discusses the beloved animated sitcom, The Simpsons. But we don't start from the beginning from seasons one, episode one. No, we started from seasons 11 and beyond, but not in order either. We just jump around and watch an episode at random unless there is a current new season. And that is the case right now. We're on season 33. So we're watching those episodes when they're, of course, new. I do this with another annoyed grunt boy. I'm annoyed grunt boy, Craig. And with me is your other annoyed grunt boy, Steve. How's it going, Craig? Steve, you know, we record this on the Monday of and we're taking a break because we're at the Met Gala right now to record this. And we saw the bad news. So, yeah, my my uh, Statue of Liberty dress was banging, too. I was just a giant Lego brick made out of a 24 karat gold with um, diamond studs as the little dots. Yeah, it was a good look. <laughs> Except when I fell down and people that were barefoot really hurt them when they walked over me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, in all seriousness, uh, uh, again, we're not a political podcast, but a woman's body is their own fucking business. And uh, yep. let's keep our hands off it. All right. Simple as that. Um, besides us partying at the Matt Gallon and our Supreme Court in America being a piece of shits, they are, except for mm-hmm. a few of them. Um, Steve, you know, we haven't really talked about it, but The Simpsons every once in a while drops like a little, uh, a little short, a little vignette on Disney+. Plus. Indeed. I think we've kind of skipped a couple. We haven't really talked. Did we even do the Loki one? We didn't do the Loki one. We didn't do the Benny Yaga one. No, we're 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 sorry, uh, Simpsons fans. We're going to try to be more on brand with this because we're going to talk about the latest Disney Plus little four minute clip. It's uh, when Billy met Lisa. And so it's I a return to Green Day. Billy Joel Armstrong <laughs> no, no, is going to be Billy, there. Not Billy Joe Armstrong. Billy Joel. They're going to play piano and sax together. Oh, boy. That's going to be or, awful. Or she goes back in time and jams with Billy Holiday. That would be better. Or she goes a little back in time and... uh uh, hangs out with Billy Mays here. <laughs> did he he die? Yeah, he did. I forgot how he did. How did he die? It doesn't matter. Yeah, I want to say cocaine overdose, but <laughs> you want to say that for everybody. That's true. All right, so uh, I watched it. Yeah, I had some thoughts. Steve, did you write a twenty-page script for this for our notes? <laughs> no, it's only fifteen. Oh, good. <laughs> no, let's just uh, free ball it. Free ball it. Let's just let it flow. Commando it. Yeah, we'll commando yeah. it. Um, yeah, so it just starts out with Lisa playing the saxophone. I think that's uh, I think that's the gist of it, right? Yeah, and like nobody wants to let her play because like Marge is vacuuming. Yeah, it's the, the the classic Simpsons of Lisa always wanting to play her sax, and everyone's like, "No, fuck you." Yeah, and her school is crowded, so yeah. she can't even play at school. Yeah, because even like uh, Marge is is vacuuming, like tries to clean out the the bell of the saxophone. Mm-hmm. Homer's just in his underwear on a hammock, drinking beer, drinking Duff, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> Bart has a chainsaw. <laughs> just kind of fun. <laughs> his face is really funny though. That image. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. And the school the school is crowded. Is that is that a, a take on uh, a, a social commentary of how our schools are crowded now? Yeah, I think so. But also a uh, probably not going to happen of schools ever having arts and bands ever again. Yeah, that'll be gone, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's that's just there. a matter of yeah. time. <laughs> but, you know, she finds the cool dried out river because of global warming. Right. Mm-hmm. Hangs under that bridge. Playing her sax. It's really kind of depressing. It's a very like, drab scene. Yeah. Yeah, like a couple of weeks ago, she was probably playing in honor of Bleeding Nose Murphy on the bridge. Right. And now she's under the bridge, Red Hot Chili Pepper style. Yeah. It's just bleak. She's got a sock over her crotch, like flea and the rest <laughs> of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. 
I don't want to think about Lisa with a sock over her cock. I'm sorry. I don't think she has one, Steve. Well, yeah, she does wear flippers. So she probably doesn't have a sock. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> they can't afford socks. Not Homer's income. No. Raise minimum wage, America. That's right. Not a political podcast, but, <laughs> yeah, you know, hey, when, common sense. When there's big, big news like this in, in America, we cannot not talk about it. That's true. We held back from the slap at the Academy Awards, but this we can't. Right. We can't stop. Um, but yeah, continuing the scene. Uh, so finally, we got a car pulling up and out comes uh billy eilish from like two years ago because she's got the green hair and yeah on top and the black but they'll make a joke about it i bet right i think so you got her brother there because she writes with him what's his name phoenix uh, yeah serena serena williams yeah oh, i said phoenix not venus oh, phoenix. <laughs> yeah isn't it like fennis phoenix yeah we can say phoenix there we go she's got a t-shirt a vegan lad that's something we would have put on a t-shirt to sell i know it would be uh, so from this episode we're gonna make the vegan lad shirt <laughs> Yes, that's right. Okay. Could probably sell really well. And we could just say Billie Eilish wore this, kids. That's right. Billie Eilish and Shauna could hang out. Ooh. Oh, yeah, that'd be fun. It's kind of interesting. We're talking about this with music. And then next, this episode we'll be discussing is all about music, too. Mm hmm. It's true. I do kind of like the animation where, like, her brother's holding her down and she's just, like, mm -hmm. looking at, at Lisa. And then when, like, Lisa does a little, uh, looks upside down to recognize who that is. Yeah. <laughs> or does a little handstand. Cute. Yeah. And then she cries because Billy Eilish wants to jam. It's very sweet. <laughs> and the lots of tears, I just like puddle down. Yeah, I know. Too. <laughs> Do you think that Lisa would be a Billy Eilish fan? Um, maybe. So I, I feel like initially Lisa would be against kind of more popular music, but the fact that Billy Eilish is kind of really hands-on with her art and she does it with her brother, right? Maybe that's what uh, uh, she wishes for her and uh, Bart, like that they could collab on a song. I think she just has to wait a few more years for Maggie to grow up. Yeah, because Maggie singing. was like, yeah, because Maggie was like a rock star, right? And yeah, future episodes singing sensation. So yeah. It looks like Billy wants to to jam with uh, Lisa, so they go back to their to Billy Eilish's recording building. Apparently, she has her own building, mm -hmm. and then they do make the joke with the hair because this is today's Billy's hair is blonde, which I think because uh, we saw her at the Met Gala last night, right? I think it was blonde. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. She's looking good and blonde. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're hanging out with her and her brother. <laughs> I was hanging out with uh, I'm sure Pete Davidson was there. Yeah, he was there. Chris Jenner, Rihanna, yeah. all the folks. All of our friends. What about Penn and Teller? Were they there? Teller yet was. Penn wasn't. <laughs> I didn't see Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> Working on that movie. Where was Dick Van Dyke? <laughs> he was up like up the chimney. He was doing some work. All right. So we're going to the recording studio mm -hmm. with. Uh, I like how they got the World Philharmonic Orchestra there. <laughs> she mm -hmm. just kind of like, ah, no, I, I got someone else. And just <laughs> that's good. Yeah. I think they make a joke about how they're scoring a movie on Disney Plus that they have been, haven't been haven't been paid, paid yet. for yet. Yeah. <laughs> It's a good joke. Right. Uh, and then like a really weird gross scene with like Billy was talking about shooting a music video. Was, was that an actual video where she had spiders all over? I don't, I've never seen. I think so. I, I don't, like, I haven't seen it either, but yeah. Tarantulas barfing out of her mouth. That's very gross. But they got to work on a, a song that, uh, did Lisa write it? Yeah, I think they're, they're collabing, collabing on yeah, it. Yeah, they're co collaborating on it. Oh no, they're going to do the theme from The Simpsons. And uh, she kind of says it's basic, right? Or simple. Yeah. Mm, controversy, Steve. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Danny Elfman must be pissed off right now. Yeah. <laughs> boingo, boingo, mad. Right. <laughs> well, they jam and she does a fun little, I don't say acapella version of the Simpsons theme song, but she does the same theme song with her brother and, and Lisa. Mm -hmm. And like music notes are flying all over Springfield. Everyone's loving it. The music yeah, notes give Homer her hair. 
I like them in the stars too. That's uh, kind of sweet. Yeah. Everyone's young now in the Springfield retirement community. Mm-hmm. Music notes come out of Ma- uh, Marge's uh, uh, vacuum. She just loves the vacuum, Steve. It's the best weapon, too. Yep, that's true. Has more reach. I think the best joke, though, is like they go back to the classic Steamboat Willie, the first Mickey cartoon. Mm -hmm. And as he's singing, it goes from Steamboat Willie to Groundskeeper Willie. Yeah. Very funny. Very funny. Yeah. I also like the guy on the operating table getting up to play the (laughs) saxophone. Even got King and Kodos in there. Yeah. And the the bar people are just fighting each other, then dancing. Very exciting, Steve. And then back in the studio, and then the hair color, her hair color changes to black. And then I like how, like, when they finish it up and then you got Maggie, like, like, how was it? She says, it sucks. <laughs> but for the her, that's good. That's yeah. cute. They're going to talk about how Homer isn't proud of Lisa for her music. Yeah. And uh, I think this for me is like, well, as cute as the whole thing was like, come on, Lisa, he's always supported your music. If it wasn't for him, he would have chose the AC unit over your saxophone. That's right. <sighs> I don't like how Lisa's just throwing shade at her dad. Like he, he enjoys her music. Even though the joke is that uh, he doesn't, but you know, here we are. Yeah. So this sparked a whole controversy on the internet. What the fuck Maybe is the internet? Bunch of jerks talking about dumb shit. <laughs> okay, there you go. Um, but basically, somebody posted that basically what you just said that you know Homer's been a good supportive father, and then they have screen caps of him like buying the reeds and picking the saxophone over the over the AC unit, and then like other people are being like, well, Homer is also never wants to listen to music. And people are just fighting over whether or not Homer's supportive of of Lisa. And I got to say, he's not until he is, because that's what Homer's all about. He's a puppy dog and he learns behavior and he learns to do the right thing eventually. So everybody's right. And there's no reason to have a whole big Internet fight about it. 100% agree. It's just a fun little vignette. I forgot to credit the writers on it. We had Elizabeth, Karen, Averick, Brody Gupta, Al Jean, Caesar, Mazarigos, and Dave Merkin. It was directed by David Silverman. You know what this is? I feel like I enjoyed the the Billie Eilish singing the Simpsons song, and Mm -hmm. I feel like maybe this could have been, and maybe that this is kind of what the the these little vignettes that they do on Plus now are kind of just those old school longer versions of the intro couch gag. So yeah, you can exactly. like you can cut this in half and just have her it starts with the Simpsons and then like or just you know just do Billy Eilish's theme in like an actual episode as the couch gag opening. Yeah, totally. Credits. Um, but yeah, so stop being jerks, internet. <laughs> yeah, come on. It was fun. I you know these funds are these things are just fun extra little bonuses for Simpsons fans that if you subscribe to Disney Plus that you get this. Yeah. And they usually put them on YouTube, too. But also, yeah, there's no reason to get upset about these because they're just like little icing on the cake. That's just a fun thing to watch for a couple minutes. Yeah. And it's fun to talk about them because we're a Simpsons podcast. Exactly. You know what we haven't talked about with we might have to get to maybe next week or some future podcast. We've talked about Dark Simpsons before. It's a YouTube channel. Right. Where they edit into old Simpsons clips into like one little like five minutes or less video of very dark (laughs) <laughs> usually ends up in like death is a, a big theme and it's very depressing yeah well, a recently, lot of suicide and yeah, a lot of uh inappropriate sexual things and yeah exactly uh, but recently they also dropped a literal full episode oh wow a 22 minute long <laughs> episode of dark simpsons uh we might have to review that yeah that at might some be. point 
Yeah. That might that might be if we had a Patreon or a bonus content, we would review that because it's the same length of an actual episode. So we'd have to like right. do it justice <laughs> the way we do. We could also say that for an anniversary episode. Who knows? Oh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But uh, let's just get in with this week's episode. But uh, my mouth's a little dry from talking about this. Yeah. So to do this, we're going to have to visit uh, another segment first. Our favorite segment, The Simpsons Beer Corner. <laughs> All right, Steve, what do you got for us today? Well, Craig, this episode uh, largely about beer, and, but it's a very specific beer. Uh, we're talking about beer made by uh, Trappist Monks, which uh, inspired Gary Chalmers to do the same. So I have a Trappist Ale Double from West Molly Brewing out of Belgium. It comes in at 7%. The text reads in very fine print, the dark reddish double is brewed within the walls of the Trappist Abbey under the supervision of the monks. The income is used for their daily life and to maintain the abbey. A major share of the profits is donated to charities. West Mall is a bottle conditioned and contains live yeast. Store the bottle in upright position from 45 to 35 degrees. Um, but yeah, basically it's a Trappist Ale, uh, similar to the one that you had last week, I think. As the text said, it is a golden brown kind of reddish color. The nice, uh, lovely bubbles. Oh, damn. That's just like a perfect beer. It uh, doesn't offer like any like bells and whistles. It's like when you have like a fresh baked piece of bread and you just put a little butter on it and it just tastes perfect. That's what this beer is. It's a little sweet. It's a little malty. It's a little wild tasting because of the wild fermented yeast. But it's just like the perfect like idea of what a beer should taste like. This is just a, a home run beer for me. I think we're learning that Belgian ales might be our favorite now. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Sounds wonderful. Yeah, I want that right now. Gimme. Okay, here you go. go, 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 go. Didn't need to drink at all. Huh. Well, you have uh, my Budweiser next that I haven't finished from oh, four yeah. podcasts ago. There you go. Mm. <laughs> yeah, nice I'm using it as a, well, yeah, because I've been using it as a piss can. So, ah, uh, yeah, tasted like you. <laughs> Wait a minute. What? Uh, what, what have you got? Keep first, that right? off. Keep that off the uh, podcast. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Well, I too went with a Belgian ale. I mean, might mention in this podcast that I regret doing the one from last week because it would have fit perfectly. But luckily, I still had some a new Belgian ale that I haven't tried. This is a local one from North Coast Brewing. Well, local as in the West Coast because it's from Fort Bragg, California. I think mm-hmm. we've 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 had them before on the podcast. Yeah, North Coast is one of the finest breweries in the nation. Right, and it's a, a Belgian style golden ale. So we're just going with the classic Belgian style. Uh, the picture is a bunch of fat monks just. Getting drunk. It looks like my retirement plan. <laughs> I mean, I won't be a monk, but I'll just be fat and drunk hanging around. Yeah. They're having a good time. It looks uh, like they're having fun. Yeah. It's called Prankster with a Q. Uh-oh. And uh, yeah. Oh, right. Um, their little copy says uh, Belgian ales represent the height of brewer's art with sophisticated brewing techniques, yeast blends, and unique flavorings. Prank Quest follows in this tradition using a mixed culture of antique yeast strains that produce a floral nose, full fruity flavor, and clean finish. Hmm. Comes in at a nice 7.6%. Lovely. Yeah. That's a good good percentage here. All right. Give it a go. I get the yeasty smells, of course. Uh, nice mm-hmm. golden, golden color. Looks like the same golden color of uh, Wolverine's brown and yellow costume <laughs> in comic books. Makes sense to me. I like that. Oh, damn. Yep. Yeah. Just another good. Yeah, I think you're right. I think the Belgian ales for me. Yeah, they're they're the way to go. It's that yeasty, hoppy. Um, I really want to go into the Simpsons land of Springfield and 
go to a Chalmers house and try yeah. uh, the spoilers, the beer that Chalmers and Homer brew. I mean, not the one that Homer brews against spoilers, because right. it might not be as good as what I want it to be. But yeah, this just another another lovely. Uh, yeah, I, it's hard to describe good. Like, in yeah. So when Homer just tastes beer for the first time, because it's like, yeah, take all he drinks is like the equivalent of, of like a Bud Light or a Coors Light. Right. Mm-hmm. Drinking that and then having what? Well, oh, this is what a beer is like. I guess the Belgian ales do take a longer time to ferment and to 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 uh, to brew. Right. Yeah. And like, also, you know, we're talking about uh, recipes that are 400 years old sometimes. So they might have different methods that are not as efficient, but they probably impart more flavor. So we're talking about real craftsmanship. Another another hit for North Coast. Nice. Well, Steve, let's continue drinking beers and just talk about uh, this week's episode. All righty. So we're going to go all the way back to, well, last Sunday, uh, May 1st. Uh, what was the number one movie in the box office? It was Bad Guys, but we didn't see that. But uh, I finally saw Everything Everywhere All at Once, the Michelle Yeoh movie. And you saw that, too. Oh, lovely. Yes, I did. That was a, a big movie for me. Uh, I loved it. Absolutely. Uh, broke my brain in the best way. What do you think? Yeah, same thing. Um, just pretty much what everyone's been saying about this movie is don't go look on a trailer. Don't read reviews. Just go and you have to experience it for yourself. It's it's magical. It's when I say I'm at one scene, I'm crying from the raw emotion of the characters because like you can feel the pain. Mm-hmm. And the second I'm still crying and some, another scene pops up and it's the most absurd, funniest thing of all time. And you're still crying, but this time from laughter. Absolutely. So it, it hits all the emotions, emotional strings. Uh, best movie of the year so far. And the year's yeah. young. But yeah, I, I don't like the term feel good movie. Right. But this, I don't even know if it is a feel good movie. It's just a feel lot movie. Yeah. I have talked about before, like I purchase, I'll still purchase physical media, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Blu-rays, well, 4K Blu-rays, uh, specifically steel books because I'm a nerd. Um, this movie <laughs> is definitely on my buy list when it comes out. I'm purchasing, purchasing this for um, sure because I'll be watching this again because it's another one of those movies where you got to go back because there's probably Easter eggs everywhere. And yeah. The I... performances, the characters like it's yeah, the best movie so far. And and I don't know if any movie is going to beat it this year for the best movie. I, I, I'm kind of bummed that it, it was released right after award season. So it's yeah. not until next March. I feel like the Academy is going to forget about this. Which is a shame because, yeah, I don't know. It would it would take a lot for me personally for a movie to come out that would top this movie. Because, yeah, right. it's, it's something special. And as someone also too is a huge fan of like comic book movies, this also like is perfect for comic book fans. And like, yeah, it's it's a yeah, you're right. It's a cliche. Like it's 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 there's something for everyone. Um, Man. Yeah. Also, now that you mentioned, it, imagine if that's this was turned into a graphic novel. That'd be really good. Oh yeah. Is it sequel worthy? I don't know. I don't. There, you don't need a sequel. No. But I guarantee you there's there's ways you can make this a sequel because yeah, it's literally everything everywhere all at once and even <laughs> nothing and also nothing but there's universes out there steve that's all i'll say that well maybe there could be a sequel with other universes yeah that, 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 that's fair um but uh okay well that was like probably number five this week but it's been steady and, and uh just go see it yeah i'm sure see it. unfortunately uh, speaking of multiversal type movies i feel like i'm gonna make a prediction real quick steve next week when we record this episode everyone drive down to your local las vegas <laughs> put money on Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I think that's going to be number one this weekend. It's a bold, risky uh, bet there, Craig, but I think I'm, you might. I'm betting my life savings on it. Yeah. All and right. yours too. And your list on all the listeners. You're welcome. I'll, I'll, yeah. <laughs> 
So times your life savings by one, and then we'll ha- you'll have what the life savings of is. an extra penny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Steve, well, we didn't go see Bad Guys. Oh, Billie Eilish. Uh, her song was Bad Guys. We were just talking about her. I don't think there she's in the movie. Well, the song is in her the commercial for it. So maybe they played yeah. Bad Guys. Yeah. Okay. Um, but we're not talking about her scene, Steve. No, we're talking about the number one song on the Billboard Hot 100. And this week it is As It Was by Harry Styles. So that's a very formal way of saying introducing a title. Steve, what's the title? As It Was by hey. Harry Styles. Like, what's the song title? As It Was by Harry Styles. Like, as it was, like, bubblegum girl pop something? Like, what's the title? No, the number one song of the Billboard Hot 100 is As It Was by Harry Styles. Yeah, but who's on first? <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> They're the number one band this week? Yep. Cool. <laughs> no, no, no. It's the band. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Who? The band. Who? <laughs> no, I'm telling you. Who is on first? The who? The the band. Guess who? <laughs> All right, we're dumb. I was playing this stupid song. Okay. That's a good Coldplay song. That's going to say exactly that. Did I click on? No, that says Harry Styles. All right. Again, yeah. I feel like it's the number one songs that are just like low key. Yeah. But another it's Brit, like, right? Wasn't the other guy uh, a Brit? Yeah, the Glass Assholes and the uh, and Glass Animals and Adele. Adele. Yeah. Is this the new British invasion, Steve? Of I think boring so. rock? <laughs> yeah. They're going to trick us into sleep and then attack at night. Hey, you know what? I'll take the queen and king now. This country is going downhill. So, uh, anyway. <laughs> well, at least we have a new episode of The Simpsons. Uh, today, we're talking about the 19th episode of the 33rd season. Girls just trying to have fun, uh, in which when uh, Lisa joins the high school marching band, she finds an unlikely mentor in Shauna Chalmers. Meanwhile, Homer becomes a craft beer brewer. All right, let's uh, brew in our mouths, Steve, and watch this episode. Indeed. We'll be right back. back today we're talking about girls just shauna have fun the 19th episode of the 33rd season it originally aired on may 1st 2022 it is episode 725 in the show's run your nerd code is uabf12 it was written by jeff westbrook directed by matthew nastuck and your showrunners are matt selman and al Jean. All right, Jeff Westbrook. Uh, the last episode we reviewed of his was The Wreck of the Relationship. I think that was the one with uh, 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 Ron Swanson. I can't think of his name. Nick Offerman. Yes, and they, they went on a boat. They went on a boat. That was our 156th episode. We're at, what, 170 now? Yeah. Not too long ago. Yeah. Do you know our first episode that he wrote that we reviewed was Ned and Enda's Blend Agenda? That was our 55th episode. Okay. What was that one about? <laughs> But, uh, I'm going to assume mm-hmm. Ned and Edna. Yeah, and I think it was when in... they started a blender. Yeah, yeah, they were put in a blender and then Bart drank them. And Classic he became episode. sassier, but more uh, yeah. religious. Yeah, great episode. Look it up. Yeah. Uh, no, they they dated or something. And Ned had issues with the way that Edna raised the boys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember. I'm sure we liked it. Yeah, I that was so. that was early on when we 
we're also kind of snarky towards a lot of things, right? That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then like 10 episodes later, we did No Loan again, naturally. The 60s, our 66th mm-hmm. episode, that was uh, something about a loan. Wasn't it Flan- another Flanders one, right? Yes, I think so. I think Jeff likes to write Flanders episodes because if you look through his list. That's true. Like, yeah. Mickey, he does like uh, Better Off Ned. I'm sure, sure that episode is about Ned Flanders. Mm-hmm. The Nedliest Catch. And then he wrote uh, our 93rd episode that we did was Pranks and Greens. And that was the, I think Barge becomes a prankster. Does he like fall in love? Well, does he fall in love? He meets his idol. Is that the one where? I think it's the one with Jonah Hill as like, he's like a loser in his 20s. who was right. like the greatest prankster of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. Bart goes to meet him. And then also I think that maybe Marge gets into organic food or something. Oh, because of the greens part. Yeah. Right. Because uh, she has like book club or school something and the food that she's serving is crappy and not right. like modern and healthy. I feel like we probably didn't like that one. I don't know. I feel like we, yeah, I feel like we had negative thoughts about that one. You know, I, we have the spreadsheet of all the episodes that we do and I just have everything highlighted as in just for for clarity of what we've done. Mm-hmm. What I should have really done is made the <laughs> color like red highlighted means we didn't like and like green means good. Right. And then like yellow, and yellow is, is like beast mild. Lit. Yeah. Yeah. And then for things like uh scorpion's tail. Maybe just like brown, the color of poop. I mean, if you're and, healthy. <laughs> right. That's and then I think probably our favorite episode that Jeff Westbrook wrote was uh, from last season. Yeah. Season 32, uh, our 149th episode, uh, The Road to Cincinnati. Yeah, great Skinner and Chalmers episode. Yeah. He likes Chalmers, too, apparently. Yeah. Who doesn't love so a Chalmers? Do yeah. yeah. A lot of fun. Do I have a... Uh, I do. Out of the three Simpsons action figures from the 90s, early 2000s, I have one being... Lamb of God herself, Agnes. Mm-hmm. The other is uh, Captain McAllister, Sea Captain, and uh, Chalmers. Nice. Very cool. And I'll have to put Chalmers on my beer like I did already. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into this episode, Steve. It's called Girls Just Shauna Have Fun, right? Yes. So it's kind of like that uh, old 80s tune from City Lopper. Yes. Girls just want to have fun. Yeah, they really do. Yeah, they really yeah. want to. Yeah. You know, I like Cindy Lauper, but there's one thing. She's so unusual. Are, are we doing this bit? No, we don't need to. Cindy's fine for me. I mean, time after time, I'll listen to some of her songs. Yeah, uh, she bops, though. Uh, I think that's the extent of my Cindy Lauper knowledge. <laughs> yeah, I think I might be out, too. <laughs> uh, time out. No, you did that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what 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 a voice of the 80s, right? Yeah. You know, people say like Madonna, Prince, Michael Jackson. I don't know. I grew up with the the pop girl bands just mm-hmm. because I, you know, I grew up with an older sister. So just hearing a lot of, you know, Bangles and Cindy Lauper and uh Debbie Gibson and Tiff- Oh yeah, Tiffany. New kids, maybe, you know, popular girl bands of the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My big sister was a big fan of George Michael. Had the biggest crush on him. Hey, it was the 80s. We all did. Yeah, I get it. But uh, it's it's funny that you're talking about uh, music and big sisters because uh, it's kind of appropriate for this episode. Yeah. We have big sisters. Yeah. We're, we're the Lisa Simpson. There are Shauna. Yeah. We don't have a Maggie. No. Because even Lisa doesn't care about her Maggie, as we'll see <laughs> in the episode. True. All right. Well, let's just get into this episode this week, Steve. It begins, as every Simpsons episode does, with the words, The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. And then we go to Springfield Elementary, and we see it there. Like, oh, sweet. Weird angle. Because we got to zoom into Bart and his chalkboard, right? 
Mm-hmm. No, they just go uh, into the band room. So they skip the chalkboard and now it's just going to be Lisa playing the sax and then leaving. Right. Right. And then uh, mostly Bart skateboarding down Springfield and bleeding guns. Murphy's still there for some reason. Mm-hmm. I guess I got rid of that. Those the dead characters that have been in the opening for the longest time. Right. Yeah, I think so. But she doesn't. She stays there because she's practicing one of the hardest elementary tunes of all time. Uh, Mary had a little lamb. But they're kind of butchering it, right? Sounds like it, yeah. I guess I guess Lisa's probably the only one. You know, I'm looking at this scene, and uh, Milhouse just has a regular flute. Where's his weird, like, clarinetti? type weird, weird, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what episode when they, they parodied that, but that was, that was one of my favorite jokes. It was really funny, yeah. But Dewey Logger, as he's conducting the band, kind of comments that the titular Mary is probably spinning in her grave and wishes uh, he could join her because of how crappy they are. Just then, our favorite principal, Skinner, walks in with an important announcement. I come bearing an important communique. It's from the marching band director at Springfield High. Oh, did he get his swollen head stuck in a French horn? Uh, There's no mention of that. But it seems one of the band's most important musicians injured his middle toe doing a high step and double time. Footwork suicide. They need a replacement sax player and they've requested Lisa Simpson. Me? In a high school band? Yes, yes, a thousand times yes. Well, one yes would suffice. Pack your sax, Lisa. You're moving up to high school. Three days a week after school, otherwise, you're still in second grade. I finally get to play with people who respect music theory and tradition. Teenagers! Three favorite clips from that was the beginning with Dewey Largo saying, uh, or his head swollen in a, a French horn and Skinner just looking at the, the note like, oh, there's no mention of that. <laughs> and of course, uh, tops it off with uh, when Lisa's like in a thousand times. Yes. And uh, just one would suffice. Yeah, one would suffice. <laughs> and the final comment from Lisa about uh, high school kids re- being the ones who care about uh, what the tempo and music theory. <laughs> yeah. And tradition. I mean, honestly, because I was in the band, if you probably listened to this podcast before, we mentioned that I was in a high school band and uh, that was probably the last time I did respect that. So it's yeah, not a, not much of a joke to me. Now, is the heel toe double step into a heel toe or whatever they said? Is that a particularly dangerous uh, thing in marching? Uh, we just did not a double step. We just did the normal, but you, it's the heel to toe marching. That's we did it. But the double step, I don't know. We weren't we weren't uh, that advanced, Steve. Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> That you probably had to save that for like college bands. Right. Yeah. Right. More training. I, I, I do remember seeing like college marching bands on like ESPN two or three or four or whatever. Right. And it's always impressive, especially the uh, drumming to me. Yeah. There's a, uh, I mean, I never watched those Nick Cannon drumline movies, but I bet they're kind of fun. Like if those came out when I, did they come out when we were in high school? I think they were like, no, we a little after, I a little think. after. And I think there's like a drumline TV show based off of that. Now, like a CW show, maybe hmm. yeah. uh, making drum corps nerds. Cool. Right. <laughs> they're in, they're intense because there was kids in the, the drum corps is what you do. Like in the summer times, you just get like, it's like a, yeah, it's, it's like competitive marching band, mm-hmm. not like school affiliated. It's, it's like, you know, an organization. So, you know, so it's like yeah. if you were to join like a little league, but you know, in high school and it's not baseball, it's banned. Right. Exactly. You still get hats and shoes. Someone argue better hats because they're yeah. taller. Um, but you can't, you know, chew bubble gum or sunflower seeds or no, or tobacco. The horn would get a grow a big bubble. <laughs> There's other uses for the horn as we see later on in this episode. That's true. I do know that uh I remember getting uh, creative with the mouthpiece of a tuba. <laughs> Well, that sounds very sexual. I think I know. I really when they said it, it sounds like it. I shoved it up my ass. Yeah, I just no. a pot with it. You, you practice kissing on it. That's right. 
<laughs> no, we would uh, uh, there's gonna be some explicit content here, but <laughs> that sounds even worse. But uh, no, I meant uh, you would take like a little screen, put it in the 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 bell of the where you blow in. Yeah, you put a little nugget of marijuana there, and on the little tip, you would light it. And you'd smoke through the uh, the the mouthpiece of a, a tuba. Yeah. Probably wasn't healthy. You know, I don't know what those. Well, no, if you're inhaling some sort of metal problem. I don't know. It's probably not the best method, yeah. but yeah. Obviously, it isn't. Because look at us now. I know. <laughs> I feel bad for Springfield Middle School, right? Because apparently <laughs> the middle school, do they have a baritone sax? Or is that baritone sax player just so crappy? Right. That that they can't replace? Which yeah. it's unheard of I've, of this plot of uh, using a a, a a second grader in a high school band. Right. To just... <laughs> Even young Sheldon wasn't that talented, right? Right. I mean, I'm assuming Steve has a young Sheldon podcast. Uh, he does by himself. Look yeah. it up. It's called Hung Steve, Young Sheldon. His Hung ca- Steve, Young Sheldon. Yes. His catchphrase on that show, of course, is kids and vodka. Yow. <laughs> no, uh, uh, you know, just a little nitpicky. But of course, you know, it's a cartoon. That's true. I just feel bad. For and just for the record, I, I've never seen an episode of Young Sheldon. <laughs> so that podcast <laughs> is very uninformative. <laughs> Should we just do a young Sheldon podcast, but not watch it? Just read the synopsis and just assume what it's just about. Guess what it's about? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. probably more like entertaining, it. right? I assume so. Yeah, yeah. no interest in seeing the show itself. We would only have one listener. It's a uh, C Lori sixty nine <laughs> at AOL dot com. Yeah, it's like we'll love the show. Yeah, thanks Here's for the my- ideas. I mean. <laughs> I mean, I did watch Big Bang Theory like for the first like four seasons, four or five, maybe. Wow. Then would it well lasted for like 12 years, right? That's true. But uh, I think I stopped when uh, the show wasn't making me happy. (laughs) That's a good time to stop any show, honestly. It's just like, all right, it's I think it started off kind of strong. But like any TV show, except for The Simpsons, when it gets more and more seasons, it just drags on. I feel like it flanderized itself real quick yeah. for me, at least. Like, it became a cartoon, definitely. Right. Be like The Simpsons, start off a cartoon and no one will criticize you becoming a cartoon. Exactly. It's like Patrick Stewart, but with cartoons instead of aging. <laughs> for, you said Patrick Stewart, but in my mind, I was thinking of Patrick Swayze. <laughs> I'm like, Steve, he dead. That's <laughs> yeah, true. He did. <laughs> He's a ghost now. <laughs> you think Whoopi Goldberg could see him? Probably. <laughs> be yeah. funny on the views. Like, my next guest is Patrick Swayze. <laughs> See, very happy I didn't try to do a Whoopi Goldberg impersonation. I am very happy. Audience, are you mad I didn't? <laughs> a little bit. Um, all right. Well, speaking of Simpsons, we'll get back to those guys. Yeah. So also in that clip, the uh, high school marquee is snarky because it's high school and it says, you're wearing that. <laughs> Which I thought was fun. I feel like throughout this episode, it's like what old people like us think what high schoolers are like. <laughs> A little bit, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I this is like one of the first episodes where I was like, "Oh, they're making fun of teenagers in an old person way," <laughs> yeah. and I relate. <laughs> like at one point, Shauna even says "as if." I'm like, teenagers even say "as if." This was we said that in 1997. <laughs> And I don't know if we actually said it or we yeah. just saw it on Clueless and people assume that we said it. And if you said it, you'd be like, oh, yeah, you're just quoting that movie, nerd. Yeah. Steve and I were the we were the Romy Michelle of our high school. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, we, we made up wild lies about our past. Yeah. We went to our 10 year reunion and well, instead of post-its, I think Steve said he invented uh, a post-nut clarity. <laughs> yeah, I came up with that. <laughs> You're like, hey, listen to this. You have an important decision to make in your life, right? So go ahead and jerk off first. And once yep. you're done nutting, you'll solve the answer. Well, we'll jerk it off. Think of your yeah. problem. Right. It all happened when I was in the bathroom and suddenly I needed to get a new rug. 
And after I nutted, I was like, I want to get a dark rug. I think, but then it shows up more if you stay in Steve. That's true. Yeah. It was a bad mistake, but just I learned a, from get a cream color rug. Yeah. And that was what you did. That was your post nut clarity. Yeah, exactly. And this is, by the way, we just played the banter between the students we were talking to. That was, that wasn't us live. We were just playing a clip. Of course. Yeah. From the podcast. Uh, every high school reunion, they record their podcast, you know? This right. Is, of course. This, this we had a 10 year reunion uh, just, just last weekend. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Our 10-year anniversary to the 10-year anniversary. Yeah. <laughs> to the 10-year. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then what was uh that was Mia Mia uh Kathy, Mia not Pharaoh, Mia Sarah. No, no. Uh, uh Mia Sorvino's character. Yeah, Mira Sorvino. That was she was the post-it. What was uh Phoebe? Uh Lisa Kudrow. What was her excuse? What was her thing? I haven't seen I literally haven't seen Phoebe and Michelle's. I mean, <laughs> Romy Michelle's movie in like what 15 years, 20 years? Yeah, it's been quite a while for me to not quite that long, but did they go in together on the post note? <sighs> See if we should rewatch that. That's one of those movies I remember seeing it in high school. Yeah. Or like seeing like a commercial for it, the ads and the post. I'm like thinking this is, looks like the stupidest movie ever. It's not for me. It's for, you know, teen girls or something. Right. And then and I remember like it. renting it. I was like, this is one of the funniest movies. Yeah. I, I wonder if it holds up. I, you know, Steve, we're in high school. Let's go to high school. Alrighty. So the high school music teacher, uh, Mr. Orlando, introduces Lisa and throws some shade at the uh, Springfield Elementary Music Program, referring to the class as Largos Losers. Now, that's some shade because... That's just like a high school talking shit, shit about a grade school band. Of yeah. course, they're going to be not as good as their high school. It's like the one. football team being like, I could take you guys. It's like, yeah, it's you like the varsity football is like, <laughs> look at those old kids, the Pop Warner kids playing. We could take them. Yeah. Um, but Lisa's excited to learn that they'll be playing the theme to Hawaii Five-O. And so the saxophonist next to her comments that Mr. Orlando is cool because he plays 50-year-old songs rather than 100-year-old songs. But <laughs> even as a non-band person, I know that's funny. I remember for maybe, what was it, a jazz band? or I mean, it might have just been like jazz band. Uh, our teacher did get like contemporary songs for us to play. That's cool. Um, this will actually date me when I was in high school. Uh, one of the songs that we wanted to do was uh, Ricky Martin's Live in La Vida Loca. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that was jazz. That might have just been regular band. We to did that. Fair, yeah. That is a good band song to play, yeah. I feel. And so that was like a hit song at the time. And I remember in jazz band, I think I made the suggestion I wanted to do the, uh, the theme from the police uh, squad movie, uh, police squad <laughs> or naked gun, which I guess was I was only a couple years old, right? Yeah, but that was really tough, and we couldn't figure that out, so we never got to play it. <laughs> it's a good tune. I would uh, do the uh, Rocky thing. I think <laughs> I'm gonna be fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, the band begins to play the uh, theme song, but they are then interrupted by Shauna Chalmers uh, sneaking into class late. And so Mr. Orlando calls out uh, the tardy student with a reference that is kind of kind of uh, relevant to recent news. I'm gonna call you James Corden because you're a late, late show. <laughs> he totally relates to us on our level. Mm. Burnout. Waste case. Third chair slacker. Shut up, woodwinds. Okay, from the top. Okay, cut. Apparently Supertramp isn't giving us the rights to goodbye, stranger. No! No! Shauna, I didn't know you play drums. And I didn't know some tiny band dork was going to talk to me. It's me, Lisa Simpson. You babysat for us last Saturday night. TikTok is dumb. Well, anyway, your drumming's really good. Wow. 
Dear Diary, today I got a compliment from a rando about something I don't care about. I have a diary too. Oh. Ah, so much in that clip. Uh, this this yeah. episodes are going to be dated in a year when he mentions James Corden late, late, late show. Yeah, Corden That's quit. It. Yeah, he's leaving next year. Ah, Steve, where's comedy going to live now? I don't know. The groundbreaking hilarity of carpool karaoke or whatever else he does. Ah, who else is going to rip off uh, Graham Norton on the BBC's same format? Yeah. Oh, I got an idea. Let's just bring Graham Norton. No, keep Graham Norton there. Yeah. Uh, we're a pitching that it should be uh, um, uh, Kent Brockman. You should take over the Late Late Show. Yeah. Although too many white men, right? We need to change it up. Right. We could get a... Uh... Lou, the cop. Lou, Lou the cop, yes. <laughs> Apu. Oh, no. We uh, can't. Yeah, I can't Not do yet. Lou because <laughs> But And yeah, we don't know Apu just yet. Yeah. Uh, how about uh, Dr. Hibbert? That'd be a good talk show get host. Yeah. What about Carl? Oh, with Lenny the site as his band. Yeah, as so like a band member okay. or like a band leader. Yeah. Or just bring back the classic Ed McMahon, Andy Richter type of sidekick, right? Yeah. All right. Uh, Steve Culp, Les Moonves. Is he still the head of CBS? <laughs> sure he is. Yeah. How about Les Moonvest from 30? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just feel kind of happy for Gordon Leafy. <laughs> Yeah, I, I it's funny because I've seen like news or people responding online on Twitter and whatnot. And it's either all about like, oh, man, Reggie, <laughs> Reggie wants I can't see. Can't wait to see what you do next. Right. Or, oh, God, I can't wait. I'm so glad that James Corden's leaving because I don't <laughs> yeah. like him. Did we just deport him? Is that what's going on? Did he lose I think his, so, yeah. He loses a uh, dual citizenship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like, uh, you you were in cats. We got to let you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think uh, I think I really don't care who's going to be the next host. Well, yeah, I mean, it's the that time slot in that channel. I mean, first of all, I feel like the whole uh, late night wars are kind of over because people just watch one clip on YouTube or whatever. Yeah. And who won? Jay Leno won those wars. That's right. He really did. Yeah, he did. He didn't play fair, but he did win the war. That's that's our lesson you learn is uh, to win wars, you got to play dirty. And not spend your money. And not spend your money and just wear all denim. Yeah. Collect cars. Marry someone named Mavis. Has anyone ever seen Mavis? Is she real? No, there's a theory that she's a robot. Oh, because oh, I, I tinker with things. I can make robots. Yeah. She's got full um, horsepower in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> and in a gangbang. Stay tuned for Conan. <laughs> Conan doesn't want to do it at 12. He wants to do it at 11.30. <laughs> so he's going to leave. He can't handle the half hour because who gives a shit? <laughs> well, you know, the internet wasn't that big then. So, you know, at this time, that's fine. He's got a podcast now, you know? Oh, fine. All right. Thanks, Jay. Thanks for coming in. Um, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> I just like how Sean is just, Lisa's just talking to her and just like not even listening to her, just like with the whole like, eh, TikTok sucks. <laughs> like, yeah. Doesn't even answer. Um, I will say though that the TikTok that she's looking at that she thinks sucks, it's Orion Hughes from a few episodes back, uh, played by The Weeknd uh, from Bart the Cool Kid. Wow. So, living in the world. It's like they're connecting this episode uh, yeah. with episodes like a TV show would. It's true. Uh, I, I just got to say, I, I like uh, Shauna's drumming. It's very uh, peppy and uh, really good. It's nice. I don't know drumming that like professionally, but it's weird that she goes to sit down to do it. I don't think I don't remember the drummers ever sitting. Yeah, especially with that kid. Yeah. Yeah. The only kid I sit in is a night rider. <laughs> yeah, I got the soundboard. So I give myself the Yeah. That's a funny joke, Michael. <laughs> oh yeah, you're a kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now I got to uh, go be a principal of uh, Fred Savage's brother. Yeah. <laughs> principal. That was the name of our punk band in high school. Principal of Fred Savage's brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
also known as the Corys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Steve. So later that evening, the Simpsons are once again attempting to eat a hard shell tacos for dinner. Lisa gushing with glee, eager to talk about her day. Steve, did we have a earlier this season taco eating? Yeah, just not too long ago, like maybe four or five episodes ago. The, the, I feel like there's a whole thing about the exploding tacos. Right, right. That was a pretty funny scene. But it was like yeah. a new episode too, not like a random one we watched, right? Right, yeah. Oh, they just love tacos. And they like to sit in their dining room to eat tacos. <laughs> Seems like more of a sit in front of TV food. Steve, all of my meals are sit in front of a TV <laughs> meal. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> I'll eat like a steak dinner in front of like on a TV tray, but like that's not really a good TV. Yeah. Meal. I was gonna say dinner. Yeah, yeah, it's not a good TV dinner either, but really it's gotta be the hand. It's the hand foods are good. Yeah, like eating like lobster would be weird. <laughs> you know, your your soups, salads, burgers, sandwiches are fairly good. Uh, yeah. TV viewing food. Besides like your snacks, like of course, like the popcorn and chips, that's that's normal. But yeah, anything where you have to use a fork and knife in front of a TV screen is not a good TV viewing meal. That being said, I do eat most of my meals in front of a TV. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, that's where I get my stories. Exactly. <laughs> um, so Lisa, impressed with her new bandmates' ability to play eighth notes like they were nothing, she then declares band kids to be the cool kids in high school. Oh, Lisa, you're so <laughs> wrong. I love it. Bar's even jealous because Lisa gets to jump to high school because he planned on becoming the king of the burnouts before Lisa even arrived. Yeah. So he because he will be a, a sophomore when she shows up. Although I feel like Lisa's going to if the show ever progressed and like they actually did grow canonically, mm-hmm. I feel like she would probably skip a greater grade or two. Oh, yeah, probably. Just with her band abilities, you know, as it is next season, uh, the band kid that broke his toe, he's going to die in a horrible alligator accident and (laughs) she'll be promoted to high school band. It's true. (laughs) Just trying to think with a horrible alligator accident is Uh, they take a band trip to Florida. Okay, And uh, he's uh, marching over a bridge for some reason. And the bridge goes out and he uses a saxophone to like hang dangle from. But then the alligator jumps up and uh, bites his feet off. I was just going to say he uh, choked on some alligator meat and died. That's easier, too. Yeah. I'm just I like the alligator accident. <laughs> Sounds like a James Patterson novel. The alligator <laughs> incident or accident. I don't know. Available at newsstands at airports everywhere. <laughs> and if not there, check your local Goodwill because all of his novels will be there, too. Yep. Next to uh, Crichton and... Uh, J.K. Rowling. Exactly. Seriously, go to any Goodwill anywhere in the country. There will be a James Patterson, uh, a Harry Potter book. What did you say? Uh, a, a vinyl of Herb Albert and the Tijuana Brass, <laughs> yeah. whipped cream and other delights. Oh, that's the album. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to find whipped cream at a Goodwill. No, no, that's not good. <laughs> really gross. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sweet. Whipped cream from 1943. Mm, vintage. <laughs> um, so... As uh, Lisa and Bart are talking, Homer attempts to uh, pour some mouth mistake extra hot sauce on his taco. He tells Bart that Lisa is usually bright. Uh, It's a trait that she received from him. And as bright as Homer is, he proceeds to pour the hot sauce into his eye. Uh, This hurts. Yeah. Scene For someone who's made like at home hot sauces, I have uh, used hot peppers, not wearing eye protection. So even just the vapors from the steam from the pot can really, really hurt. And uh, I didn't do what Homer did next. (laughs) because <laughs> i'm not as bright as him i should have though right yeah it makes sense um, to me but uh before that lisa realizes she left her sheet music at school so she's got to go back there to get it and as i said homer takes some mild sauce and pours it into his eye to counterbalance that uh hot sauce i don't think that would work probably not but it it, it seems like good logic i think yeah i mean if your hand is hot put an ice cube on it right right if your hand is cold put a hot cube on it 
I always keep a thing full of hot cubes. You know, like they have refrigerators. They should have hotter ragers. Hotter ragers, yeah. Oh, I guess they're called ovens. <laughs> but have like a tray, like an ice cube tray, but it's like, you know, made of, of uh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, cubes of fire. Be great for like, uh, you know, spicy hot, drinks. Hot toddy. Yeah, exactly. Hot chocolate. How do we invent the hot cube? We yeah, go down. Always supposed to, they always talk about the business innovators reinventing the wheel. They never talk about reinventing the fire. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. You got to you gotta be, be the smarter caveman, I say. Steve, the hot cube is what I call the uh, D&D, the die guys. Yeah. You have to roll die, 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 dice or die in D&D, right? Oh, yeah. Several of them. Cool. No, it's not. Oh, I still want to do a D&D one of these days. I mean, no, I'll, in all fairness, it's uh, actually a lot of fun. And if you get a good DM, you can like spend several hours doing it. You don't even realize it, but you're just in, in the adventure. Yeah, I would be a total. I've probably even talked about this on the podcast. I'd be a total dick because I'd be like, oh, an orc is going to hurt you. So then I'd be like, well, I'm going to pull the orc's pants off and suck his dick <laughs> to get out of this situation. You'd be like the Michael Scott in the uh, improv episode of The Office. I've got just, a gun. Yeah, every, you just shoot everybody. <laughs> oh, I yeah, I would. Like uh, my character, I'm a wizard, of course. I'd be like, uh, my character magically creates an AK-47 out of thin air. Yeah. DM Master looks at me like, fucking asshole. Yeah. And I take my rocket pack and I uh, fly to safety and have sex. <laughs> um, I mean, I mean, I'm not a big, I'm not a big medieval guy or like a wizardy sorcery type of things. I love, I love Lord of the Rings, and that's my extent. Like, mm-hmm. I don't like anything outside. I watched Game of Thrones and things like that, but I still am not into the whole fantasy dragony type world, except for the to- Tolkien universe. Right. It's tough. It's so, tough for me too. But do they have like, because I'm into like the, the Star Wars or the Star Treks, like the sci-fi, they, they have like D&D versions of that, right? Yeah, they do. There's like, uh, I think there's a game called Pathfinder, which has different scenarios that are that are based in different worlds that are not just, no, you know. But I want I want already established uh, a content like Star Wars, Star Trek, Ghostbusters. Oh, I see. Like licensed products. Yeah, I want licensed ones. I want to, be, you like, want to be like I, Egon and... Yeah, I want to be. I want to be like. I want to be like Dan Aykroyd and say, "And this ghost blows me again." <laughs> Anyways, so Steve, back to the Simpsons. Uh, Lisa steps into the empty halls of Springfield Elementary to grab her sheet music, and soon she finds that uh, she's not alone. Drums are being played in the band room, and it's Shauna. She stays late to practice. Uh, when Lisa asks about it, uh, the teen girl Shauna there becomes very defensive. Did you stay late to practice? No way. As if. You're practicing, being stupid. You don't need to. You're great at it. I'm jealous. Shauna, we share a passion for music. <gasps> Do you want to jam? Yeah, jam this stick in my eye if this conversation goes on another second. Gah. Fine, but I'm not afraid to admit that music means something to me. Unlike you, you're Shauna. Hey! Sorry if I was mean back there, little weirdo. I really don't know how to take that. Well, maybe we can talk about it tomorrow at my house, when you come over to jam. <gasps> I'd love to. Where do you live? Okay, stalker. Uh. 
Who does uh, Shauna? Is it Tress? Yeah, it is say Tress. It's Tress. I feel like with Shauna, we've only ever gotten, well, besides the one where she shows uh, Bart her boobs, like we don't really have much of like a full Shauna storyline of like right. dialogue, but just some of this dialogue is just so funny. And again, it's like us, you know, talking about maybe we're just old and this is how teenagers talk, but yeah, it's still funny. Yeah, I love the line about, uh, yeah, we can jam. I can jam my drumstick <laughs> yeah. in my eye. This is. Uh, and also Lisa's impression is just right. Of Shana, I'm Shana. Yeah. Well, I'm Shana. Yeah. And just how maybe naive that uh, Lisa is with, with Shauna. I do think that there is like this thing sometimes when you're a kid, especially a teenager and you know, you're going through that sarcastic phase and you'll be with friends and they will say, they'll do like compliment sandwiches constantly where they'll say something insulting and then say something nice and you never know what's true. Well, it's a defense mechanism, right? Because yeah, we want to act cool. We want to we make sure we say the right thing. So if we say something insulting slash funny to us and if it doesn't work on the crowd, we're like, oh, just kidding, man, you're cool. Right. And you don't want to seem too genuine or else they'll think you're right. a dork. Or genuine. Yes. Ride a pony. <laughs> not a cowboy. That's right. Is that the song? No. Ride a pony, not a cowboy. <laughs> that is the tune, though. Yeah. Now we're Irish. But yeah, just the uh, the whole, I feel like the whole situation with Shauna kind of like, oh, okay, maybe she's kind of cool. She can hang. Yeah. Just going back to the, <laughs> this is the whole then quote there of like, all right, where do you live? Uh, stalker much? <laughs> Also, that term stalker or uh, when you say something much, we use much at the end like that also seems dated. Yeah, it feels very Chandlery. <laughs> yeah. Westbrook is like, I watched a show called Friends last night for the first time. This Chandler character, he's really onto something, guys. Yeah. And the writing room is like all 20 somethings like, what's Friends? <laughs> yeah. Could you guys be any younger? Come on. <laughs> uh, Monkey Maurice. I can't remember <laughs> Friends. Hey, it's not as good as we remember. I'm not, I'm not talking about the show. I just can't remember having friends. <laughs> but you do remember a monkey named Maurice. Which, oddly, I think I'd rather have a monkey friend than a human friend. Yeah, I mean, it's a good time. I mean, most of my friends do just like poop in their hands and throw it at other people. But, you know, with a Sorry, monkey, it's cute. Just, somebody showed me their teeth. I got mad. What can I say? Steve, I said friends, not podcasters. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, in this day and age, we have friends. And we have podcast partners. Everyone That's has right. them. Yeah. Well, some of us. Uh, well, now I'm sad, but let's get back <laughs> to the episode. Uh, Lisa arrives at the Chalmers household and is greeted by Super Nintendo Gary Chalmers, who very politely asks how Lisa is doing, but is interrupted by Shauna calling him a fascist for uh, interrogating Lisa. Uh, Shauna then leads Lisa to her bedroom, which features uh, posters of Morrissey, uh, Meg White of the White Stripes, Trey Cool of Green Day, and a full poster of the Smiths, and then a poster of another drummer who has red hair, who I don't recognize, kind of looks from the 70s, maybe Neil Pert. I don't know. Um, Maybe also redhead. Uh, it's a redheaded drummer. Uh, the Human Torch. Flame on. Yeah. Uh, you know, Steve, I was thinking uh, they showed the picture of uh, Meg White from the White Stripes. I think it'd been fun if it was instead of just Meg, it was uh, Jack and then also Bart on the drums. Because remember when Bart was a drummer? Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Come on. Reference that episode, Simpsons. Connect the worlds. Yeah. Maybe one of these days, uh, Bart will jam with uh, good old Shauna there. Because you remember, Steve, there was an episode where Shauna yeah, and they... Bart 
Like he had a crush on her, right? Yeah, and they kind of uh, hooked. No, they didn't hook up. They, yeah. Uh, yeah, they hooked up. <laughs> like, all right, fine. Let's give in. Let's give the, the audience what they want. A ten-year-old boy banging some fourteen-year-old girl. Yeah, I'm assuming Sean is in four, fourteen. That's about That's, the right age. Yeah, probably. Yeah, because you know sometimes there's fourteen-year-olds in elementary school, and sometimes they're in high school. Right. <laughs> Uh, so Lisa comments that Shauna is incredibly rude to her father, and Shauna takes this as a compliment and explains that that was the real reason that she got into drumming. But upsetting her father is only part of it. Turns out she loves to play music. As she puts it, it takes the suck out of things. And Lisa agrees, uh, shocked at herself for saying a little uh, light swear there in the suck word. And then uh, Gary Chalmers pops his head in to offer some dinner. Sounds like you girls are having fun. How would you know? Yes. Well, uh, dinner's almost ready, dear. Lisa and I are eating at the mall. I've been hand-rolling Yoki all day. Stop touching my food, food toucher. Look at all this science stuff. Are you building a Frankenstein? Because if you are, you have to tell me. Yes, uh, you're here to pick up Lisa. She's at the mall with my uh, challenging daughter. Uh, tell me something, Simpson. Do you like beer? Hmm, I never thought about it. Well, I've been brewing my own Belgian ale in the style of the Trappist monks. It's a, it's a stupid hobby, really. <laughs> that is stupid. I buy my beer in a bar. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you do, but uh, just take a sip. Uh, the beginning of the clip with Shauna, the fact that that uh, Chalmers is hand-making Yoki, mm-hmm. you know, don't touch my food, food toucher, but... I also think it's also, is it another old person perspective? Like when we are saying we're going to the mall to eat food, like do kids still go to the mall? I, and we make this all the time. Are malls still a thing? thing? Yeah. I don't, yeah. I I don't think that the mall is such the uh, cultural touchstone as it was back in the eighties. Right. Exactly. Lopper was hot. Um, yeah, it's interesting because, yeah, I don't know if kids still go to the mall or like hang out at the mall. I mean, I guess I know I've said it before. I have been to the mall recently. And yes, there is. There's kids that still hang out there. Yeah. I mean, I guess I probably would, too. I mean, you can't buy anything. No, but it is a good way to get away from, you know, yeah. family and stuff. And like, right. it's a good escape. Good way to get out of the house. Like, ugh, there's only video games there and, and Netflix. That's what teens talk about, right? Right. Netflix. Netflix. Video games. Paramount Plus. Yeah. <laughs> the kids are always talking about Peacock. <laughs> um, but we go to the, the the next part of that clip with Chalmers and Hoburn. I just love how Chalmers is kind of a character similar to like uh, Mr. Smithers, who are kind of like normal care, like normal, like like the straight character of Springfield. Like yeah. they they don't have weird antics. They're not goofy. They're not. There's not like a thing they are. They're just kind of yes, sure. Chalmers has the the scanner, you know, catchphrase, but they're also like very real people. Yeah, they don't do the dumb things. And so even like in Homer's, like, do you like beer? I'm like, never never thought of it. And he pulls out like, a beer. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now I'm thinking about it, you kind of see where uh Shauna gets her personality from, really, is with yeah. her dad. Huh. It just does put that together. That's interesting, yeah, because they are kind of both frustrated with the world around right. them. Wow, this episode now gets an extra point in my book because of yeah, the connection. That's true. You just uh created a whole new level to their relationship. Love it. Yes. I know they did road to Cincinnati, and I want to see like a, a daddy-daughter day trip episode. Oh, yeah, that'd be fun. Maybe they're driving to grandma's house or something. Mm-hmm. A reindeer gets run over. Grandma got run over by a reindeer. Yeah, you didn't know. Uh, but yeah, 
Um, I like that one that Chalmers is a little embarrassed by his beer brewing thing. He's like, ah, it's kind of dumb, but here it is. But I also really appreciate that he's going for a Trappist beer. That's such a niche specific brewing technique and reference to do. Cause like it would make sense for him to like brew like an IPA or, you know, something more hip and more modern, but cause he's an older guy, he just wants to make really good beer. And like, as you experienced last week, right? you know, those traditional Belgian brews are some of the best in the world. Yeah. I should have saved that beer for last week, but I'm mean, glad I didn't, but yeah. Um, but yeah, this would have been a perfect episode for that beer. It And like we're the age too. I think that's like, should be our hobby is brewing some beer. That's true. We should. You, you see those like kits though, like in catalogs or at the, like the, my like scene on TV type of like area in a store. It's like a janky little plastic thing. Oh yeah. It looks like a cake, like brew your own beer and probably will taste just as well as the Bud Light next beers. Yeah. <laughs> Probably worse. That's true. Yeah, it'll probably like taste way, uh, fake and plasticky. Yeah, yeah. I think if you want to do it yourself, you have to invest the money for like the big yeah glass barrels. Yeah, and the you gotta things. like convert your garage into a whole little like just like what Charles did exactly. Yeah, I, I would like that, but yeah, there's there's too many podcasts to record. I guess I know. Yeah, and you were talking about too, like with like he's brewing the traditional like Belgian monk style type of ale, like with the IPAs. And I read an article recently that. uh uh, customers consumers are kind of getting tired of too many ipas that's what i've been saying oh my god so yeah that's so I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry i don't remember the article that i read it on but i just it was it was like i probably like a subreddit of of, of beer yeah and they were just talking about how yeah that the the ipas are just kind of kind of fading away as in like we're we want something different yeah i think that you know because it's been like 10 years at this point where maybe a more yeah yeah every brewery just has to make the hoppiest weediest nug bomb 5000 or whatever and it's yeah. just it's it's a boring style to me yeah and we've talked about it how it's the reason why ipas are so so abundant is because the the time it takes to brew them is very rapid it's very fast so it's yeah the product output is quick right and so we created a market where that is a more interesting like that's what people clamor for because yeah, they think they're supposed to like it yeah this is america where we want everything fast so yeah all right well back to the simpsons steve back to homer with that beer he takes that sip and just like i was last week transported to a version of uh, Raphael's the transfiguration uh, well i wasn't transported transported to that uh, Raphael painting i was transported to uh, michelangelo and donatello and leonardo <laughs> doing some uh mutant ninja skills yeah because <laughs> Raphael left because he's the jerk who leaves all the time yeah yeah too ralph <laughs> a little too rough um, he's floating as an angel surrounded by mo marge and a wing beer bottles uh barney and the other barflies worship at his feet i'm sure this is going to be one of some of our one of or two of ours uh, uh tapestry <laughs> that's going to be made for our product at the end of the episode so Homer declares that Chalmers beer is the most delicious drink he's ever drank that could get him drunk. And Chalmers is very happy to show Homer how to brew beer with just a few simple ingredients of grain, yeast, hops, and malt. Steve Wright was down. Got it. Okay, cool. So I'm assuming we just take a cup of water, take mm -hmm. a teaspoon of each, mix it around. You got beer, right? Sounds right to me. All right, so I'm going to try that real quick here. Got some grain, mm -hmm. some yeast, hops, malt. It's in a shaker, though. I'm not going to pour it over ice because ice and beer is dumb. Right. Let's pour it here. And uh, here you go, Steve. Here's beer. Mm, ugh. <laughs> Tastes like dirty cereal water. <laughs> There's no such thing as dirty cereal water. It's called flavor milk. All right, fine. Tastes like flavor milk. <laughs> I guess dirty cereal water would be like just shredded wheat milk left over. Yeah. 
not the mini frosted kind, but the yeah, just the boring. big giant one. Weren't you upset as a kid? Like you wish they made the giant mini wheats, but frosted version. Oh like yeah, the size or the of ones... like a burrito. Yeah, or the ones with the fruit on the inside. They should have made giant frosted fruit burrito cereal. Oh, man, that'd be great! Giant frosted fruit burrito cereal. <laughs> Say that again. Giant frosted fruit burrito cereal. Hmm. Giant frosted fruit burrito cereal. That sounds great. And you like you hold it like a burrito, but you dip it in in some milk, or dip it in some heavy cream, or even some vanilla ice cream. Vanilla is a flavor Ooh, yeah. after all. It's true. Or if you break up that fruit filled uh, burrito over a bowl of ice cream, yum. Hmm. I'm hungry for some ice cream. I know. Actually, I'm not. I'm never hungry for ice cream. <laughs> so then Homer is shocked to learn that beer has ingredients so he looks at his can of duff which just contains beer and can also we forgot to mention too how funny it was that homer just had magical beer just pulled up yeah um so homer is glugging down another beer and eager to learn more wow uh so shauna meanwhile and lisa arrive at the springfield mall where most of the mannequins still have arms and shauna gives a rundown to all the stores that she worked at all the stores that she's been accused of shoplifting and all the stores that she actually shoplifted from Stores such as Bucachinos, I Carumba, Cockamamie's, Bed Bath, and that's it. Gum for Less, uh, Just Vinegar, The Perm Bank, Forever Chapter 11, Nothing But Socks, Shoelaces Plus, The Dollar Image, Musical Guest Tatters, Clothing for Orphans, and your host, Bruce Banana Republic. <laughs> All right, so we've seen for- some of those before. It took us long enough to do our dumb crappy Don Pardo impersonations. Yeah. Which teenagers, they they know Don Pardo, right? <laughs> right, of course. Yeah. You know, we've seen a lot of these before. A lot of these stores, but I still like them. They're fun. Yeah, I think what, like uh, I Caramba, Bed Bath, and that's it. Tatters, Closing Offerings. <laughs> I remember those ones. Yeah, and of course, Cockamamie's is where John works. John Waters. And then is Bucachino's? That one sounds familiar, too. Yeah, I think that's a real old one. I guess our favorite, we're probably going to say it is a uh, of course, let's say it. Three, two, one. The Just vinegar. Perm bank. Oh, that's because you like sperm. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, the perm bank. Yeah, that's my favorite, too. I, I like to have a theory that where it's uh, it was actually a sperm bank and the they went out of business. They filed for chapter 11 forever. They, they had to vacate the premises like immediately. Mm-hmm. So all their product was still there. And uh, who's the hairdresser? Julio? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to open my own uh, hair salon. Oh, look, there's already gel here. Yeah. yeah sorry. The, I got that joke from something about Mary. Horrible movie. Yeah. It was funny when we were kids. And then if you watch it now. It, yeah, it's it's uh, weird and very problematic. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully that Romeo and Michelle's not the same way. Yeah, we should rewatch that. So Lisa and Shauna then find a selfie machine, which us old folks know has a photo booth, and they take some fun pics together. And then they pass a theater, and Lisa sees a poster for a movie, A Prom Before Dying, which is kind of a take on A Fault in Our Stars, I believe. And uh, Lisa's read the book and explains that it's about two teenagers who fall in love despite only having 45 minutes to live. Shauna feels that that movie sounds stupid, but that they should go see it. It's her treat. Now, Lisa's loving her time with Shauna. She's like a fun older friend who was mean to her for no reason that Lisa really wants to hang out with. And so while Lisa searches for a term to call her new friend, Shauna is demanding that squeaky voice teen let Lisa see the movie despite its adult themes. Uh, Lisa then lies and says that she's Lisa's big sister. And that's what Shauna is to Lisa, a big sister. Wow. Very sweet. 
So, Steve, let's start with our second act. How about that? All righty. And it starts as every second act begins at uh, 4.59 a.m. Mm-hmm. And then a clock on a cell phone switches to 5 in the morning. And then an alarm goes off. And Lisa turns off the alarm and alert for a 6 a.m. practice with Shauna pops up. The screen splits in two and we see Shauna has the same alert. And the two gather their gear and walk through Springfield at dawn. It sounds... Like fun. So Lisa passes by the crazy cat lady while simultaneously Shauna walks by a transient with several dogs. Each of the crazed pet owners uses one of their animals to turn off their blaring alarm clock. And then Shauna and Lisa both arrive at Springfield and uh, are ready to jam together. Steve, I remember as in, in high school, mm-hmm. the uh, our jazz band was at it was called zero period. So it was at like six in the morning. So this is this, this scene I can relate to. Yeah. I mean, I can only imagine how hard that must have been to like get up so early to uh, play music and then have the rest of the day to go to school. Yeah. And thinking about it, my last job, it was very much the same thing. Well, I didn't play music when I got there, but it was the same time period. But high school ended at two and like my job ended at two. So huh. I was like high school. All over it again. was. And I kept saying to my boss, I'm like, when's prom? <laughs> <laughs> when's the sadie hawkins dance i can't wait for the girls to ask me i was never asked oh could it possibly have been that your uh, place of work didn't actually have dances well that and uh, also in high school i was never asked in sadie hawkins i i, I understand that feeling <laughs> yeah, i think i think i think we all understand that feeling that whoever listens to the podcast <laughs> yeah yeah especially this one yeah, yeah. Um, but speaking of uh, lost love do you think that we'll see a story where uh crazy cat lady and uh, transient dog man <laughs> uh hook up is that a is that a, a dark horse comic book in <laughs> transient dog man yeah sounds like it it was like a short run comic book that no one read and also mm-hmm. it was made into a major tv show streamer tv show and now those issues are worth like thousands of dollars yeah it had like a three season run on amazon yeah and nobody really watched it but that one guy and he was really into it and he's yeah. like you got to watch this and i'm just like eh, i'm sure i'll watch it it was starring uh seth rogan but in the serious role yeah transient dog man <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> scooby snacks <laughs> all right so uh, back at home, Lisa, in complete marching gear, marches around the kitchen table, counts off, and says that Shauna is her new super awesome sister. And, well, Maggie hears this, and she is not having it. Mm. Uh, she throws down her food, hops out of her high chair, and out of the doggy door. She's pissed. Mm. Bart points out, Lisa just made a very fussy enemy. Uh, Lisa leaves out for the day, but Marge is unsure about the impact uh, her new friend is having. And Homer, meanwhile, is eager to spend some time with a new friend of his own, a drinking buddy. Well, later, losers. That's what Shauna and I call people who aren't us. <laughs> Isn't that cute? Hmm. Mm. I'm not sure Shauna's the best influence. She always seems like she's so over it, even when it is something nice. Yep, teens are garbage. <laughs> anyway, I'm off to Mers. Don't you mean Mose? No, Chaw Mers. Now there's a different sad old man getting me drunk. Before we commence a new batch, let us chug deep the last of the old. (laughs) Oh man, art thou as hammered as I? Yes, verily, but Homer, Trappist brewing is about more than just drinking the beer. I mentioned earlier when uh, I just love Maggie storming off. Oh, yeah. Being insulted by her big sister. 
although Maggie sometimes understands everything, but yet doesn't want to speak. So she knows right. words and it's cute. I loved Marge's uh Marge's line about uh being unsure about Shauna and saying that she always seems over it, even when it is a good thing. Sounds very much like we've said before of uh old people thinking what kids think. Yeah. <laughs> this is when we have teenagers are dumb. <laughs> yep. So I think that's our catchphrase on this podcast. <laughs> teenagers are garbage. And kids and vodka. And yow. That's right. Um, and also then we get to uh, uh Chalmers and Homer. I feel like since Homer inherited probably all of the uh, stonecutters equipment and robes, I, I feel like those are the stonecutter robes that he just let Chalmers use. That's pretty possible. Yeah, he just had them in the in the in the back of his closet. And he's like, yeah. huh, oh, that works. They were probably in a, in boxes next to that uh, statue in the basement. <laughs> right. Yeah. The one constant of like Simpsons canon is they always have that that face. And I like how that's always kind of been there. Yeah, that's cool. The Simpsons will, uh, will acquire things, but that's the one that's always kind of been in the background. I always like that. Yeah, and sometimes rid of. Yeah. And now do they still sh- sometimes they still show Bender in the basement, right? Sometimes. Yeah. Because Bender's supposed to, from Futurama. Bender's supposed to be in the basement. Now. Right. And Chalmers, was he really established for the Stonecutters or? Probably not really. Huh. I'll have to watch that episode with uh, TV's Patrick Stewart. Oh, uh, yes. Classic. All right, so we got Chalmer in his Trappist robe, and he goes on to tell Homer of the traditions of the Belgian monks who created the Divine Quaff. He shows Homer the book Belching Tales of Belgian Ales, which shows the monks carefully brewing beer. The Trappists then uh, try the brew, two of them with uh, little mugs and one with uh, a medieval beer hat. Uh, We then see the monks do a uh, barrel stand, and then other monks play beer bong, and even an inebriated monk vomiting into the hood of one of his fellow brother's uh, frock. Uh, one of Gary's favorite aspects of homebrewing is that when you uh, there, you'd say when you enter the world full of promise. And as he says this, he looks at a picture of himself and Shauna back when she was just a little girl scout smiling at her daddy. He loves that if you uh, pour your heart and work into it, the beer won't tell you it's pregnant just to mess with you. Uh, so Homer tries to drink directly from the keg, and uh, Chalmers feels that it's time for Homer to brew the next batch all on his own. Homer's not sure if he's ready, but Gary senses a great drunkenness in him. Very much how we feel about each other. Exactly. <laughs> I could sense the great drunkenness in you, Steve. So much drunk potential. You're just uh, not utilizing it. I try to meet my potential <laughs> most nights, and uh, I think I get there sometimes. We're like the drunk monks or the drunk Jedi or... <laughs> yeah. Drunk Monks is a good band name. Well, no, that's uh, that's a movie. The what's it called? The Drunken um, shit. What's it called? I forget who is it. Is it Jackie Chan? Oh, that would make the Drunken Master. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where where he has to get drunk and he's like the greatest kung fu master of all time. That's right. Yeah, it's 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 a classic movie. It sounds funny, but like it's it's one of the best uh, from what I hear. I've never seen it, but it's supposed mm-hmm. to be considered great. Yeah, yeah. We are the Drunken Podcast. No, we're not the Drunken Podcast. We're just. <laughs> Drunk podcast assholes. That's right. (laughs) Let's go back to 742 Evergreen Terrace, where Marge is enjoying a glass of red wine and some erotic horror romance novel called Lord Werewolf's Bordure. I just love how this is such like a Marge. Like, Also, Marge drinking wine is always good. Yeah, totally. Um, Just sitting around. She loves reading erotic novels, doesn't she? Yeah. It's her porn. Yeah. (laughs) Our porn is sex. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Books don't turn us on. Books are for reading and work. <laughs> yeah. Porn is for sex. Right. <laughs> the porn industry goes to uh advertising agent, uh, Wyden Kennedy, and they're like, we need a new slogan for porn. They're like, porn is for sex. Put it on all the billboards, kids. That's perfect. <laughs> porn they, is for sex. Huh. 
And then porn has to pay Wyden and Kennedy $2 million for that. Anyway, so so she's surprised that the protagonist of this book is transforming on page one, but she doesn't mind. But before she can get the sex, she's interrupted by the sex and drums. So Lisa and Sean are walking through the living room playing DJ Cool's Let Me Clear My Throat, causing March to spill wine all over the book. Oh, no. And, uh, yeah. Drunk Mart there. Uh, Maggie is also annoyed stuffing pacifiers in her ears. So Lisa and Shauna go to Lisa's room where uh, Shauna drums on every surface and gives uh, Lisa an idea. Wow, Shauna, you're so good. I've been thinking you should try out for lead drummer. Oh, they would never give that to me, even if I wanted it, which I don't. Why won't you shut up about this? Oh, these Cheetos are cheesy. Shauna, listen, the last thing I'd ever do is imply that you care. But I think you're a star, and stars are meant to shine. So if you won't do this for yourself, will you do it for me? Uh, I think I have cheese dust in my eyes. Fine, I'll do the audition, but only to shut you up. Yes! Mind if I celebrate with a sax solo? Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> Sarcasm noted. Kind of a sweet moment with Shauna getting cheese dust in her eyes. What's with the Simpsons and cheese dust this season? I know, that's like literally the third episode that has a cheese dust reference. <laughs> I'm wondering if this is like... Uh... Now, these episodes were probably written pre-pandemic or beginning of pandemic. What do you think? Probably, uh, it's hard to say, probably during. I'm, I'm just going to assume that like all the writers are on Zoom and yeah. uh, they're all just eating Cheetos. And like someone keeps saying like, oh, God, the cheese dust is all over my keyboard. That's right. <laughs> and like, I just put the cheese dust references in. <laughs> let's keep it up. Yeah, let's, let's yeah. have some more cheese dust. Maybe we can get Frito Lay to sponsor us. No, um, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a sweet scene. So it's. They're learning to trust each other, Steve. That's right. So uh, then we head to the lead drummer auditions at Springfield High. Uh, the first tryout is for the, wait a minute, what? Yeah. Steve, that guy looks, I'm looking at this. He looks like Martin, but with like a, what's the kind of mustache you would call that? Like a dirt stash? A dirt stash. That's not, that's not Martin though. That's weird. It's like, you think the animators can just come up with a new character? Just, oh, just make Martin bigger. Yeah. Kind of looks like Weiger too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nick Weiger from uh, the Doughboys podcast. That's right. Maybe it's him. But yeah, so I don't know his name. So then all of a sudden we see Martin in the, the crowd there. Wait a minute, Steve. Yeah. Martin Martin gives this drummer a huzzah and says, huzzah, big brother. Steve, what? this is major news. Like this should have been in the trades before this episode aired. Right. You know how like they've like when they've doing some groundbreaking new things, like they had the first deaf actor to do a voiceover. Carrie Washington is the new is the new teacher. Mm-hmm. This should have been big. Martin has a big brother. Yeah. Oh, brother, where art thou? Well, he's here. <laughs> He's right there. Yeah. It's funny, too, because they always kind of portrayed Martin as an only child. Like, they never out, like, outright said it, but they always kind of treated him the yeah. way that you normally treat an only child. So it's interesting to see that he has a big brother. And he's always, like, kind of used Nelson as, like, a brother type. Mm-hmm. Maybe, well, this is this is just a new character in Springfield that's a relative. I, I don't know what we're going to do, Steve. There's just too many episodes to create. I know. They're going to, they have 30 more years to just, just figure out this character, Steve. They've created a new Springfield character. Yeah. Were, were, you, were you okay with this? I was shocked by it, but I think I'm okay with it because now yeah. Nelson has, or Martin and Nelson have a best man. Oh, oh, no, he's going to officiate, I think. Oh, that's true. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, more for our story. I think maybe the Simpsons writers are just giving us little tidbits to create that ultimate story. I think so. I think that they secretly want us to be the head writers of the show. Great. And so they're leaving breadcrumbs so that we write uh, the perfect season. And once they compile it, they'll release it and we can get Wait. out of this podcast. <laughs> oh, I figured it out, Steve. We're on to you. You're producering us. You know how, like, in the producers, they want to have the worst people because <laughs> they want to end. Matt Green listens right now. He's like, we need to end The Simpsons. I can't stand this anymore. He's in, like, a room with Al Jean and, and Scully and uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Selman and all, all the big, big wigs of Springfield. Right. And he's like, if we just make the worst season of The Simpsons, then Rupert Murdoch, wait, not him anymore, then Mickey Mouse will cancel us. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> And then uh, they're like, wait a minute, this podcast, let's listen to them. Okay, this is the worst idea ever. (laughs) We keep sprinkling in ideas and sparks for this. This is going to be the spark to destroy the Simpsons. And they're called the Annoyed Grandboys. Steve, we just figured out that we're being played. Wow. We're not going to take it anymore. We're going to keep doing this podcast. And you keep doing those ideas. And then we're going to make the best Simpsons ever. And then everyone's going to flock to us. That's right. But uh, really, Steve, uh, we're going to fail and uh, they're going to win. That's yeah. Yeah. The Simpsons are destroyed because of us. Sorry, guys. Uh, Anyway, so Martin and his brother do a little dance and uh, high five each other. And then Mr. Orlando is stunned that Sean is next to audition. You know, she's why would she be doing that? Right. Right. She's not an overachiever. She's about to leave. But then Lisa stops her. So Shauna takes a deep breath and begins to play slowly, then picks up the pace. Then she moonwalks and continues to play proficiently, stunning the other drummers. And Shauna passes by Martin's brother playing on her kit and then as well as his, causing him to cry. Shauna then does a handstand and the crowd cheers and she throws her drumstick in the air and she catches them and she's full in band regalia, leading the rest of the marching band to spell out Shauna. Lisa is impressed, but Lisa's not the only one. Won't tell anyone how hard you practiced. Like I care. Thanks. Um, Shauna, I'm sorry to bother you, but I'm Trevor McBride, star quarterback. Cool bio, Jacques Cousteau. What do you want? Well, um, I couldn't help but noticing that you blew my mind tonight with your drumming. I'm having a pool party at my house tomorrow. Do you want to come? Mm. Uh, of course, your band friends are invited too. Sure, I guess. Sure, and I guess. Crushing it. I don't know. I've never been to a teen party before. Don't worry, you'll be with your big sis. What ups? It's all good. NBD. <laughs> what am I saying? It's a huge BD. <laughs> oh, I forgot to mention. Everyone has to bring a beer to get in. Huh. I think I have a hookup for some brews. When Lisa said it is a huge BD, mm-hmm. she's using a double negative there. Can't say a huge big dick. A little redundant, I'll still admit. Yeah. yeah. Redundant. Oh, so yeah. BD, that means big deal. Oh, shit. I thought I meant big dick. Yeah, because like everyone has told me that I have an NBD. Everyone says I have BM problems. I don't know what that means. I'm sure it's uh, big mustache problems. <laughs> yeah. The only one who ever said that was Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> he was jealous of me. Exactly. Um, the uh, the star of the football team. That voice sounds familiar. Trevor McBride. Yeah. Sounds like uh, 
a, a current SNL performer, Steve. That's uh, Chris Red. Oh, very nice. Yeah, we like it when uh, I, we've probably mentioned SNL once or twice on this podcast. Mm-hmm. But it's fun hearing some uh, SNL alums. Wasn't uh, uh, let's see who who was I think Jay Farrow was recently too. That's true. Yeah, and we were talking oh. about how underappreciated he was. Yeah, who Jay Farrow, Chris Red. Well, uh, really, both of them. But yeah, yeah, I do like Chris Red. He's he's good on that show. Yeah, he has a new show on Peacock called The Beatdown, which I have yet to watch. But he's also on the Keenan shows as well. I think. Yeah. yeah, I haven't watched Good it either. Him. Yeah. Uh, so we then go to the garage of Gary Chalmers, okay. and uh, he pours a beer from his keg and finds a warm caramel color and immaculately bubbled foam. Brother Homer has brewed a beautiful brew, and today Homer has become Gary's padre from another madre. Homer only wants to be worthy of the uh, labels they've made, which fe- feature uh, Homer and Gary in their robes toasting a beer with a banner that says Thirst Trappist Hunky Monks Ale, which is a very good name for a beer. And so as the two men toast, Shauna walks in with false praise to create a distraction. Daddy, I know I've been kind of a B word lately. That stands for Brenda. She's this total bitch I know. So Lisa and I want to apologize by, like, putting on a little show for you. Shauna, that is so thoughtful. Just shut up and come in the house. You're so embarrassing. Both of you. Sorry, Shauna. I love that line. Um... <laughs> so I've been such a B word. It stands for Brenda. She's a real bitch. I know. <laughs> it's it's classic joke uh, misdirection. Yeah, I, I was I was it. such a fan. <laughs> such a Brenda. Also, just the whole the whole dynamic of of Chalmers and his daughter Shauna. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. They're uh, they're the same character. I love that. It's a great uh, revelation. It is. Anyway, so Shauna leads uh, her father and Homer into the living room. Once they're out of sight. She grabs the case of beer and leaves it in the driveway. I'm looking at this case of beer. I'm like, well, it's only like, what, nine, nine beers in there? Twelve, yeah. maybe? Is that enough for high schoolers to get drunk? I mean, no, probably not. I mean, there's that one episode of Tiny Toons that wasn't allowed where <laughs> Hampton and or the pig, Plucky and uh, Buster all got drunk off 140. So but yeah. they are <laughs> kids and farm animals. So what was it like Mr. Toad's Wild Ride about in, in Disneyland about drunk driving? It was. That's why it's my favorite ride. It's such a fun narrative. Because <laughs> you don't drive and you've always wanted to drive and be drunk at the same time. Exactly. Oh, Jesus. That's a horrible thing to say. Don't drink and drive. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I'm watching that. I'm like, oh, that's not that much. But, you know, sometimes when you're in high school parties, like you do like pass around a beer because Ooh, we got a beer. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the quarterback Trev there and a friend pull up into the pickup truck and is probably another uh, footballer says he's happy that the beer is exactly where the chick said it would be. But uh, Trev there corrects him saying that her name is Shauna. And if the friend can't name three things about her that has nothing to do with her looks, he's off the team. Ooh, that's very forward of Trev. I, 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 I like that. Yeah. 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 It's good because women aren't all about the looks men. That's right. So Lisa and Shauna play for their fathers and Gary feels that he's finally connecting with his uh, daughter. He comments that they're just like the Gilmore girls and he's Lorelai, which is a dynamic that I think is correct. Yeah, I don't get that Um, reference. Uh, well, the Gilmore Girls, uh, Lorelai, played by uh, Lauren Graham, is a fast-talking but sweet single mother. Rory is her daughter, who's in, who's kind of like a gifted student. And they have a weird kind of dynamic because they're friends, but they're also mother and daughter. And we all know you can't be friends with your mother and daughter. That's right. <laughs> 
Uh, Homer whispers that he's so happy for Gary, and they share a hug. And as the men embrace, Homer inadvertently presses on the garage door opener that's in Gary's pocket. I mean, maybe with his penis, I don't know. (laughs) The garage door opens, causing Trevor and his pal to see all the beer that Homer and Gary have brewed. And so uh, Gary and Homer cheer, unaware that all that beer that they made is driving away in a crappy brown pickup truck. Man, when I saw that scene, I was like, oh, no, they are going to get all the beers. <sighs> this is devastating. I saw that scene. I'm like, I'm devastated. Like, this is not good, Steve. This is n- this can't be happening. Homer's going to go to jail for this, I think. Yeah, I know. I think this is how they write him off on the show. Could be it. This is it. Oh, yeah. Spoilers. Uh, we heard some news that uh, Homer's not going to be on the rest of the series after season 33. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Matt told us. Uh, we're good friends with him. Mm-hmm. He told us on AOL Instant Messenger last night. <laughs> He's Chunky <laughs> Lover 35 on it. AOL. So that's right. <laughs> we used to tell us, tell us the deeds, Matt. Yeah. We chat after every episode. Tell him what he did wrong. And then he gives us exclusive news. Yeah. But it's weird because we always have to send him like a thousand dollars in Amazon gift cards to like some weird PO box. Yeah. It's strange. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At one point he called himself a Nigerian prince and said, sorry, wrong person. <laughs> I don't get it. But anyways, uh, we're losing a lot of money, guys. I know. And I still haven't met any of these local singles that he keeps on talking about. Yeah. They're in my area. Where are they? It's weird, too, because he doesn't know who Bart Simpson is. Yeah, he always calls him Barth. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, see, so let's get to our final act. All righty. So our final act of the evening begins, as it always does, at a teenage pool party. Uh, Trev shows Shauna and Lisa around, saying that they have pizza, burgers, both possible and impossible, and hella soda, courtesy of his parents. Uh, Lisa receives uh, receives some positive attention from some teens, while uh, Shauna gets some attention of her own. Oh my God! It's a little girl with a saxophone. So cute. Play us a song, saxophone girl. Okay, sure. I don't care what people say. I just think music is one of the coolest sounds out there. Wanna kiss it better? Duh. Trap. Mom and I are going to one of those fun escape rooms in another city. Is it okay with you that we won't be back for seven hours? Oh, don't worry about them, Brian. It's almost nightfall. That's when teen pizza parties generally break up. Bye. Well, party's over. (laughs) Now let's make two separate recycling piles. The beer is here! Steve, what time in general do your teen pizza parties end? my teen pizza parties yeah <laughs> usually about 8 30 okay <laughs> because you know once the parents leave like what's the point <laughs> i thought this was a weird scene like i don't know if like this is like a personal experience from like jeff right in this episode that the parents are there starting the party and it's like a normal party but like he knows that they're going to be leaving yeah it's, it's a little weird it is like, weird yeah I mean, so many parties, the only reason you had parties is because your parents weren't around. Right. So do parties start like just it was just odd for for me to see this, like because I at first I thought we were seeing Lisa's like a dream sequence for Lisa, like imagine what a high school party was like. And of course, a, a child would think <laughs> a parent was there and they're just having pizza and soda or something. Right. She's excited to set up the recycling bins. Yeah. To clean but, up the party. But no, it was, it was a real thing, Steve. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a fake Springfield. It was a real Springfield. Yeah. The As I say, the beer is here. So the uh, beer there is dispersed and the party takes off. 
uh, to the next level, Steve. A ping pong table slipped over to turn out, it turns into a beer pong. So everything was set up. The plain nachos are flipped <laughs> over to really fully loaded nachos. Mm, that sounds good. Uh, their housekeeper, Alice from the Brady Bunch, is there apparently. She tosses <laughs> off her duster and opens up two pizza boxes to reveal that they're turntables. Then she puts on a helmet like uh, Daft Punk and mm-hmm. she becomes a DJ. <laughs> Which is also funny thinking about that. And like the teens are like telling their housekeeper to be in on this like drunk kager. <laughs> right. That's funny. So then Lisa is a little concerned as she's living in one of those TV shows that she's not supposed to watch. Like, well, like a CW show. Probably, yeah. Euphoria. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Euphoria is a little darker than a drinking beer at a, a pool party for teenagers. No, it's right? like doing Molly and getting your ass eaten out at a bar because you're 15. An intense show. Kids and vodka. Yow. See if you watched Euphoria. I don't feel like I'm allowed to. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I think HBO will flag me and like the FBO will show up right. <laughs> Right away. Yeah. I'm too afraid to watch it. I know like Zendaya is what probably in her mid twenties. Yeah. But, but also the show, it feels awkward and the show just seems too horny for me. Like I feel like it's more like scary drugs, violence, depressing type of show. That too. Yeah. It's just like everyone's like in a horrible position and they just want to kill themselves. Like that's what the vibe of the show says to me. Yeah. It feels like what your parents warn you that being a teenager is about. <laughs> Was this show written by like the kids that never did drink or do yeah. drugs. This is what the church and our parents told us. <laughs> yeah, this is what they think is happening. The scripts were written in a, a script 101 at uh, Brigham Young, Young University. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the Mormon version of high school of like what they think when liberals take over. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this it's is a what horror movie <laughs> or horror TV show to them. <laughs> uh, no offense to our Mormon listener. Yeah. Thanks, Aaron. Yeah. Um... It's cool that uh, Martin's brother's getting some action. Yeah. Uh, so meanwhile, Gary and Homer uh, discover that all of their beer that Homer brewed from the from the malt of his own loins, it's gross, uh, has <laughs> been stolen. <laughs> Gary's worried that uh, Shauna's behind this, so he decides to check her social media. And Homer's kind of shocked to learn that Shauna allows her father to follow her on social media. But Gary explains that he's uh, kind of catfishing her as Rodrigo, a golf team from Argentina, which is very funny to me. Chalmers learns that the uh, pool party has turned into a bona fide rager. And at that rager, Lisa's growing more and more concerned and scared. Oh, our homebrewed beer is inebriating these miners. We have to go save them. The beers, I mean, from those awful teens. Excuse me, have you seen Shauna? Big sister? Cool, it's a metal beer bong, thanks. Hello, emergency? I'd like to report the abandonment of a miner. The miner is me. Oh, hurry, this party is out of control. What are you doing? Did you just narc out the party, you party narc? Where were you? I was with Trevor, getting some. Some what? Some smooches. Duh. Your turn. You give me that. Oh, no, this is terrible. Homer, we need to get every one of those bottles or my superintending days are over. You know, I really love the dynamic with Shauna and Lisa. Like, this is such a horrible experience for a kid to be experiencing. Mm-hmm. And I think it plays off really well. I mean, yeah, she's a narc and all, but, you know. But it would be scary if you were exactly like, yeah. eight years old and surrounded by, like, a bunch of horny teens who are getting horny. presumably drunk. Right. Yeah, right. 
I, I kind of missed the conversation on the other end of the phone of her talking to Wiggum mm-hmm. about a miner in distress. And I feel like there could have been a scene of like, no, no, how much ore has he mined? <laughs> Is the canary okay? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could have been. Yeah, and then Luke, like Luke could have been like, uh, Chief, I think that's not the kind of miner. <laughs> but that's kind of an old hacky joke, right? The miner. Yeah, but I still miners. think it'd be fun. I would have liked it. I love a good hacky joke. Mm-hmm. Like if you uh, smoke too many cigarettes and you get uh, the cough, you get a hacky <laughs> joke. <laughs> Uh, so Homer and Gary uh, frantically grab all the bottles they can from the teens. Uh, Lisa confronts Shauna, saying that she abandoned her, and she thought that li- uh, big sisters were supposed to take care of their little sisters. And Shauna responds by saying that little sisters weren't supposed to be stupid, snitchy babies. And then Lisa sh- uh, shouts that she's not a stupid, snitchy baby and runs off crying, just like a stupid, snitchy baby. And then uh, Wiggum and Lou arrive on the scene, finding that this party isn't just epic. It is legend. Wait for it. Dairy. Uh, the cops see, uh, then see Homer and Gary in their robes and assume them to be monks. Lou then finds a beer bottle with their label and goes to arrest the homebrewers for subjecting these kids to the best night of their lives. But as Gary uh, worries that their future is over, Lou makes a discovery. Well, there goes my career and my pension. Oh, and also, I'm going to prison. <laughs> Chief, I just breathalyzed all these teens. They're all blowing 0.0. Dear God, they're already dead. This beer contains no alcohol. Simpson, you, you glorious idiot. You forgot to add the yeast. What forgot the who? No fermentation means no intoxication. Mwah! Your incompetence just saved our cows. Attention, teens. You are not drunk. Repeat, not drunk. Please examine your outrageous behavior through a lens of newfound self-awareness. Please use this experience to better understand the pressures you're all under and have more compassion for your friends, teachers, parents, and most of all, yourselves. Over. You bungling brewmasters are free to go. My career, it's saved. (laughs) Whoa. Rodrigo from Instagram is crying at our party. Why is Snake at the party? I know. I just love the whole uh, when Lou's like, they blew a 0.0. (laughs) Wiggum thinks, oh my God, they're already dead. (laughs) The standpoint of zero means should mean nothing, right? That is good. That's a great line. Yeah. yeah. I also like that uh, Wiggum's like speech to the kids about reassessing their lives. I thought that was a lot of fun. <laughs> that's good. All right. So the three teens then comfort Gary as he sobs tears of joy. They all gave him loving hugs. Steve, I, like I said earlier in this podcast, I was very concerned of how like Homer and Gary were going to get out of this because kids drinking beer is not a good thing. Right. I mean, I know that kids and vodka. Yeah. <laughs> is a great thing for you, but kids and beer <laughs> is not good for me. Yeah. But Homer being dumb, it's great. He forgets save the, the day. Yeah. Save the yeast. Right, a cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> How the song goes. Yeah. Lisa's playing her uh, beer soaked saxophone. Well, I mean, non non fermented or alcohol free beer. There we go. Alcohol free beer. Yeah. When I go to a concert, people say, What do you want to hear? People say free <laughs> beer. I'm like, No, alcoholic free beer. <laughs> God. <laughs> That's how they describe you, though. They're really, you're like alcoholic, comma, and you want free beer. Yeah, yeah no money down. <laughs> uh, so Lisa is playing the phone, right? And the saxophone. Um, and Homer finds her. So she explains that Shauna brought her to the party and that she never wants to see her stupid face again. 
And Homer gives her a big hug. And then we go to a week later and Lisa's still a little upset because she really did see Shauna as a sister. And Marge points out to Lisa that she already has a sister, McGaggie. And they make up. It's fun. Maggie Maggie forgives her big sister. So Homer and Marge are about to have some uh, mommy-daddy time because they rented a hotel room, fulfilling Marge's parent monk fetish. <laughs> and then Tony Shalhoub walks in bare naked. <laughs> and he says, it's a jungle in here. <laughs> it's a theme song. It's a jungle out there, monk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. I've, I've been watching too much monk lately, guys. So let's go back to the Simpsons because the doorbell rings and it's not monk. It's not Tony Shalhoub. Uh, someone unexpected, but really expected. Oh, hello. You look well. Thanks. I thought I might see you here at the house you live in. What's going on here? Whatever it is, the awkwardness is delicious. (laughs) So, how's the marching band? I can't believe they made me quit when that kid's toe healed. I hate Western medicine. Oh, I quit too. I started a punk band where I'm the drummer and the singer. Just like Phil Collins. Okay, gotta go. We're called Brenda and the B-Words. I never would have done it without all that stupid confidence you gave me. Wow, that's actually really nice to hear. Shut up, it wasn't meant to be. Anyway, I brought my drums. You want a jam? I'd like that. Oh, dear God, no. (laughs) I just love Marge's like... (laughs) <laughs> the, does the Phil Collins jokes? It's like, all right, gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. Marge with that line might give me, I might give her the MVG for that. <laughs> I also love the way that Shauna pronounced house. <laughs> just, just her delivery and every everything is so wonderful. Yeah. Um, so uh, credits roll, but you know they're white. We're gonna get a little something extra. We get a series of stills as uh, Sammy Davis's Junior's "You Can Count on Me," which also happens to be the Hawaii Five-O theme, plays, and then we see we got Shauna Drummond, we got Homer and Gary brewing beer, Mo and Duffman forcing Duff down Homer's throats, uh, DJ Housekeeper rocking the ones and twos at a party. We got uh, Lisa and Shauna playing uh, in the Simpsons living room, much to the dismay of Marge, Maggie, and Santa's little helper, Sammy Davis Jr. in his dressing room with a notepad that says something to do. We got Gary as Rodrigo applying mm-hmm. eyeliner. We got Lisa playing sax at the party to a bunch of impressed teens. We got uh, Trevor's parents in the Egyptian-themed escape room with just 13 seconds left. Oh, boy. And then we get uh, Gary and Homer uh, drunkenly watching some football. And, of course, Marge dreaming of making out with Lord Werewolf in her boudoir. <laughs> while Homer dreams of watching Marge make out with a werewolf. Wait a minute. Homer's a, a not a cuckold, but a werecuck? <laughs> a werecuck, yes. Or a <laughs> cuckwolf? Cuckwolf sounds better. Wolf, yeah. Oh, you're gonna have sex with my wife <laughs> and that's that's the episode steve i think i need a break then we'll be right back if you get in trouble bring it home to me whether i am And we're back, Steve. Let's wrap up this week's episode of Girls Just Shauna Have Fun. We'll do our usual 
things we do. Like we'll find something from this episode to produce, to make a product, mm-hmm, production. make the money, make the money. We'll find something like that. You know, put on a shirt, a tattoo, a parasol, a uh, fedora, a flag, a light bulb, <laughs> a pillow. Why am I just looking at things in my room? <laughs> so many let's go Brandon flags in this room. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, thanks again for sending those gifts, everyone. Um, and then, uh, you know, we'll talk about. I just about... love uh, Superman Returns. <laughs> yeah, Brandon Ralph. He's a great yeah. Superman. <laughs> and then we got to, uh, what? Well, we'll talk about our favorite jokes, favorite jokester, favorite scenes, things that made us go, haha, maybe something that made us go, hoo hoo, or hee hee, or. And then uh, we'll talk about the episode in general. And then uh, we'll find out where we're watching next week. How about that? Love it. Let's do it. All right, Steve. I think I'm going to predict it's a, a unanimous for our product. There's I a think few so. things. There's a few things in this episode that I think are worthy of of products. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking about it right now. We could go with. Uh, um, I'm not going to tease you guys. We're getting. I don't know a t-shirt, a, a coaster, um, yeah. a label, of course. A patch, an embroidered patch, but but we're going with Thirst Trappist Hunk Monk's Ale logo. Yeah, that's just you got that. It. I Steve, we haven't really talked about our tea public site in a long time. I feel like this we might have to put this up there. I, I know it will get uh, it'll probably get taken down, but I think we're gonna have to make the Thirst Trappist Hunks Hunky Monk's Ale. I think so. Get it before the old uh, Run DMC takes it off, right? Yeah, Reverend Run is very litigious. Yeah, and it'll take and it down. But... Yeah. <laughs> that's a good rap song i'm litigious and religious when i'm drinking my belgian ale okay, you do the next part uh is that rhyme ale ale and uh, because i'm religious i don't get that tail <laughs> i was gonna say and we brew beers that aren't so pale that's also good yeah anyways um that's that's i'm assuming that's what you were gonna go for yeah i mean the uh the Raphael painting was like a close second oh, yeah but as a, as a uh a mural or a tapestry yeah for the months yeah, yeah. the uh, logo is just uh, great and and since we're beer heads here is that what people that drink beer call beer heads exactly yeah of course we would get that of course I gotta do it. All right, Steve. Well, besides that product, uh, what about scenes that just made you go, ha 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 ha? That's how humans laugh. Yes, ha 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 ha. The Shauna Lisa scenes are always great. I loved Shauna's teenage sass, and uh, I don't know, like everybody kind of worked for me in this episode. Like I like Chalmers and uh, Homer's dynamic, but oddly enough, I she didn't get a whole lot. But I think I'm gonna give the MVP to Marge. Mm-hmm. Um, I just love her talking about how uh, Shauna always seems like she's over it, even if it is such a good thing. And then her line about uh, Phil Collins is just great. And, <laughs> and then she like, says, I'm out, like, here. I'm out of here. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But really, I think that every character that was shown in this episode was just had a great dynamic. And I like Homer and Gary being kind of like an odd couple who work well together. And then I like Shauna and uh, Lisa as well. Um, I, I think you're right. The Marge, Marge with some of the fun little one-liners. And um, I'm, you know, I'm going to give my favorite scenes to the other lady of the Simpsons, the Maggie. Oh, interesting. Just the, the scene where Lisa's walking through the kitchen and saying how she's got a cool uh, big sister or she's got a cool sister or whatever. And Maggie just upset about that going through the doggy door. I think it was great. And then mm-hmm. Maggie overcoming it at the end and forgiving her sister. Very I love that. I'm saying I mean, you're right. It's not my MBJ. I'm giving it to, to trust Neil for Shauna voice. Definitely. Yeah. That's giving Shauna. So, and, and I don't know that the character is for our eyes, like, like a, uh, how our, our generation sees teenagers. 
I don't know if it's 100% accurate, but it's funny because, you know, old people like to laugh at young people. That's true. That's our thing. Because we're secretly jealous because we wish we could relive those lives, but with the knowledge that we have now. Yeah, exactly. And that's what people our age tell. Well, if we had kids, that's what we'd be telling our kids. Like, no, (laughs) parents just don't understand because kids don't understand, Steve. Yeah. They don't know how good they have it. And then once that's gone, Steve, they pave it and put up a parking lot, from what I know. Right. It's like like another great teenagers yeah. <laughs> it's like another great poet said you don't know what you got till it's gone pave paradise and put up a parking lot right yeah <laughs> okay but yeah the chalmers and homer scene i like i like how again we've talked about how homer how chalmers is is kind of like a straight character in the sense of like how a normal human would react to these characters of springfield even though he is a character of, of springfield but he's very much grounded in reality mm-hmm. and but i like how he just kind of tolerates homer even being pissed at the end but realizing like oh homer can kind of save my ass at the end because he's so dumb he just has to be on the lookout and i like the juxtaposition of chalmers and homer and then shauna and lisa's using the simpsons like the dynamics of both of them like using them to their advantage but not really taking advantage you know what i mean right yeah Feels like we're I'm getting into like reviewing it now, Steve. I, let's just do that. How about that? Yeah, let's do it. Um, right, Steve, so what do you got for us? Okay, well, you talked about something very interesting that I did not realize about uh Shauna and Gary ultimately being kind of the same person and the apple not falling from far from the tree. And I think that's really an interesting take. And I think you're right. And I think that just seeing them interact with the people of Springfield is always really fascinating. And you know, it's funny because this season has had a lot of big episodes and a lot of smaller episodes. And I think that as stories go, this isn't like the biggest story, like nothing's life-changing, but it is a very interesting episode. We're being introduced to a lot of new things, you know, Gary being a, a brewmaster, which is really fun. We get Trevor, the new high school football star and his parents, which seem like cool, fun people. And then of course the bombshell that Martin has a sibling. That's huge. Uh, this is a very important episode in the canon of the Simpsons. Um, but also it's a lot of fun. You know, Shauna just being like, you know, there aren't a lot of teenagers highlighted in the Simpsons, but Shauna is one who has, you know, a magic age that bends, but still I love that, that she's just so over everything and, uh, her and Lisa's optimism playing off each other works really well. And I don't know, I just really enjoyed this episode. And and the more I rewatch it, the more I like it. It feels like it, it feels new, but also classic. And it's funny how it kind of like it was written through an older person's <laughs> eyes, but also through Lisa's kind of optimistic eyes, too. So I think that was really well, really well done. And it like kind of played on tropes of like the high school party, but in a new and exciting way. So I think this is a definite watch. It's probably up there for me for this season. And, you know, I'm going to say that it looked like there were like uh, nine beers to the case. So I'm going to give this a solid seven out of nine beers. I think you're right about um, because we never get to see Springfield teenagers, which I thought that was kind of interesting or fun in this because it's an area they never really like explore on The Simpsons. And they they make a point until I I think I feel like they've talked about that in audio commentaries on the DVDs where like Springfield is always about adults and little kids like teenagers. Like we don't care. Like we don't want to talk Mm -hmm. about them. That's why there's always there was always just a squeaky teen. So like Shauna being part of that teenager character universe, and she's been around for a while now too. Like, but to me, she still feels like, Oh, they just introduced her like a year ago, but she's probably been around what for like 15 years now. Probably. Yeah. It's like in reality, like she's probably in her mid thirties. If this was a show progressing in time. (laughs) Um, But yeah, you're, you're right. Like exploring all these new characters 
And I feel like, wait, are they setting up a backdoor pilot? And if you don't know what, what a backdoor pilot means, it means that TV shows would sometimes uh, write and film an episode that centers around not your main cast, but as uh, one of the minor or one of the other characters and like new new characters because they were testing to like make a spinoff show. If you look back in The Office, they did that in like the last season with the farm episode where you introduced Dwight's uh, relatives because they were going to spin the show off at the office into the farm with uh, Rain Wilson. But that's right. But and also uh, up, so. way back in the 80s, Growing Pains uh, had an episode featuring the gym coach. And it turns out that he had uh, several daughters and that became just the 10 of us. Yeah. So, so I'm thinking, like, are they are they going to make Springfield High the TV show? I mean, even Lisa <laughs> drops a joke about like, this is a TV show I'm not allowed to watch. Oh, yeah. I mean, Chris Red is already cast as the teen. Like, by the way, his voice is really funny in this episode. I just like it is. Yeah. As a fan of Chris Red, just like his voice as Trevor. I'm thinking I'm and then introducing Ooh. Martin's brother. Interesting. Because we'll have like a new character, you know, be the new because uh, they're going to have a new new boyfriend or boy character for Shauna. Right. And oh, yeah, no, because no, Trevor's him. No, there's going to be a new uh, uh, maybe an older maybe uh, who he, Shauna can't carry the show. Maybe no, it'll and, be like a, an, a, an older Lisa type character, maybe. Yeah, because Trevor's just going to be like the high school football hero who has a heart of gold, but is still kind of like maybe too popular to be like liked. So, yeah, I do like the idea of having a Lisa type character kind of run the show. I think if they introduce like four new high schoolers, that'll be by the, the, the Simpsons of high school. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. So that's what's going on here. But anyways, back to the, my review. Um, But yeah, you're right. I think this is a very fun episode. It is a, it's something I think if, if, you didn't have an older sibling to look. I know she has Bart, but, you know, an older, older cool kid to hang out with. And yeah. I think a lot of us as kids experience that because, you know, we might have had friends or friends of friends that had older siblings that, oh, they're actually kind of cool type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's relatable. And I did enjoy the Chalmers and and Homer. I mean, you said it, too. But that dynamic, I want to see more of them. Yeah. Make that a spinoff. The the Brew Boys. Ooh, I like that. I think we talked about when we were when we were discussing what the because we would get the synopsis of the episode just one sentence long and they said Homer is into craft brewing and I just assumed it was by himself and yeah. then we theorized maybe Barney or obviously maybe Mo would have been the choice but Chalmers Chalmers I think that was the, it was the right choice I think so yeah it was a fun different thing yeah learning about these characters growing makes it all happy for for all of us that's right but yeah again it's it's a watch for me I think. Um, you said it's on the top of your of the season. It's up there, yeah. Maybe not the very top, but it's yeah. it's in the like top five probably. You're right. It's it's up there. It's very enjoyable. Oh no. Uh, if I get a ranking, we you know we always make the same joke that uh, little boy Wiggum there was his name Ralph mm-hmm. called him Super Nintendo Chalm- Chalmers. That's right. Uh, so the SNES, the Super Nintendo, was released November twenty first, nineteen ninety. Um, that was the Japanese release i think for the u.s was let's say 92 no it was 91 91 so north america is released in 91 but we're going with the original japanese release date of november 21st 1990 so we put that in uh numerical order it'd be 11 million two hundred eleven thousand nine hundred ninety uh so out of 11 million two hundred eleven thousand nine hundred ninety i'll give us uh 11 million two hundred and seven thousand nine hundred (laughs) dollars it's good that's all i gotta say because that's pretty good (laughs) 
That seems like a fair and well thought out score. <laughs> well, you know what's also fair and well thought out? What's that, Craig? Next week's episode. Oh, boy. Uh, and it's a new episode, right, Craig? Yes, it is. I uh, hope you didn't look it up and cheat. I did not. Okay, well, I'll have to look at your uh, search history here after this podcast to double check. Oh, please don't for other reasons. <laughs> yeah, because it's mostly it's not, it's mostly because of the questions I ask you on this podcast to Google. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> embarrassed. <laughs> and you know, maybe I'm getting you a gift for your birthday, and I don't right. need to know. My birthday is not for like another eleven months. I like to get a head start on things, let's okay. say. Uh, we won't say, Steve. <laughs> All right, but we will tell you that uh, the next episode, of course, will be season 33, episode 20. It was written by Megan Amram, Steve. Oh, I like her. Yeah, she was previously canceled, but I think she's uncanceled now. Yeah, she doesn't t- uh, tweet as much as she once no. did. Uh, um, but yeah. But the episode that she wrote is called is titled Marge the Meanie, Steve. What is Marge the Meanie about? Marge the Meanie. Hmm, that's a tough one. Marge the Meanie. Well, we know that Marge in the past has had issues with road rage. Uh, when she got the candy narrow, she kind of freaked out. Uh, so she has some temper issues. So I'm going to say that um, through the course of her day, Marge becomes uh, more and more angry to the point where she uh, snaps at Bart and uh, Bart kind of is shocked by it and like thinks that Marge doesn't love her anymore. And so Marge has to take anger management classes. Steve, and... um, I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> but I think that sounds pretty wrong based on this one sentence synopsis. All right. What, what oh, do we got? You, you said, did you give me a B story? Sorry. Forgot oh, no. Um, we'll say that Homer and Lisa become roller skating <laughs> partners. All right, like we'll roller see. skating dance. Well, you're wrong because it was actually Bart and Homer in the roller skating. Yeah. Ah, damn. But everything else was wrong, including what I just said. Okay. So all we have is a surprise from Marge's past has her bonding with Bart and terrifying Homer. Huh. So based off that sentence, I, I actually think more of like, I think what if it's Artie Ziff oh. is hanging out with Bart and that's kind of scaring Homer because oh. we know Artie Ziff loved Marge. True. Yeah. Again, I'm just reading off of the Simpsons wiki as of this record of five to Cinco de Dos. Um, that uh, that's what it's about. I mean, I haven't seen any pictures or any other synopsis. I wonder if Marge is being is pleasing, not pleasing Bart, but um, it's something that excites Bart and terrifies Homer. What if they do a flashback episode and we find out that Marge was secretly a bully, and then they fuck with the timeline, and it turns out that she was a bully to Homer. <laughs> And like Bart's into it, but like Marge is like scaring Homer. That's my pitch for the episode that won't happen. <laughs> Either way, I think uh, we'll we'll both be wrong. I think so. <laughs> but that's well. There's a picture here of uh, Al Jean. I think posted on Twitter. Oh, but it says like the copyright stuff. Um, uh, but yeah. Uh, I guess I guess we're gonna find out next week. Alrighty. Well, Steve. Uh, until then, I guess y'all can um, contact us on social media. Twitter, Instagram at 138 Simpsons. And you can always email us at 138Simpsons at gmail.com. And if you're so kind, get your favorite podcatching app. Leave us five stars or the equivalent thereof. And uh, you don't need to write a real review. Just uh, tell us uh, your favorite uh, marching band song to play. And if you don't want to type at all, you can just talk to us. And it's simple by just going to your podcatching app that you're listening on to. Look at the show description and at scroll down to the bottom and there's a little button that says uh, leave a message. So if you're listening on your smartphone, then you can do that. I don't know if you can do that on your uh, Sony Walkman, but... Uh... <laughs> 
give it a try. Maybe it'll work. Yeah, maybe it's worth a try. Yeah. All right. So uh, for this week, I've been an annoyed grunt boy, Craig. And I've been an annoyed grunt boy, Steve. And remember to stop touching my food, food toucher. I don't care what people say. Music is one of the coolest sounds out there. TikTok is dumb. Yep. Teens are garbage.